The following is a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic High School sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, Skeffigans Form Aware, and Klein Electric. Thank you for supporting Dallin Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good evening, folks. Welcome to this live broadcast of Dallin Catholic Boys Soccer. Uh, in the third game of the season, we've got a matchup of Dallin Catholic versus Ankeny Centennial. I'm Ben Teeling, and with me in the booth tonight is Charlie Bales. Welcome, Charlie. Great to have you here. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben. It is a uh, it is a pleasure. Excited to see some uh, some good soccer tonight. I'm excited as well. This uh this is on paper a an incredible matchup, and I think that on the field it will live up to that because we've got number one versus number four tonight in probably what you could describe as the way too early season rankings since both teams have only played two games. But Dallin Catholic boys are currently ranked number one in the state and Ankeny Centennial Jaguars number four. So what's, uh, what can you say about, uh, you know, the, from what you know, the Dowling team, Charlie, and what you're expecting to see tonight? Yeah, Dowling team will be young, but they'll be uh, skilled and technical players. Um, and they're, they're playing a side in Centennial with uh, some, some older, very, very talented players that have been around a few times. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good matchup tonight to see who can remain undefeated. Yeah, and speaking of Ankeny Centennial, um, you mentioned they bring some experience. And I know they've got a lot of experience, especially in the attacking front um, with their front three. Um, and I believe you, you know some of those players as well. So what is Dowling going to need to be uh, keeping aware of when it comes to the, these forwards for Ankeny? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of a line defensively uh, Dowling comes out with. If they play too high, they could be beat over the top. Uh, Centennial has a, a SLU commitment, um, junior, who you know that you know SLU is a very good soccer school. Um, and Andrew Heckenleibel, he's absolutely rapid. Uh, they have a, a, another very good striker uh, named named Rashidi, and uh, a very technical. You might slot in at a ten, but maybe technically part of the front three and tied to ex coach's son, uh, who looks to put those guys in over the top or or, or through and onto goal. Absolutely. Uh, Great intel there on the Ankeny squad, and you know you, you bring up Coach Duax. So we talk about the coaches here for both teams. Coach Jackson Teeling in his third season here uh, with the Dowling Catholic team, and Coach Duax, a former coach for Dowling. Matter of fact, um, was an assistant coach my senior year at Dowling, which is like a long, long time ago because I don't think Ty was born. And now he's playing here as a junior or senior. Uh, but so so Brian is. Coach Brian Duax is back here in familiar grounds uh, looking to uh, come at his old team. And I know he's been with Ankeny Centennial for a while, and he's built up a really good program over there as well. Um, so we've got 30 seconds before kickoff, and we're going to have the national anthem. Uh, it's a beautiful night here in West Des Moines, Iowa, about 78 degrees. Not a lot of wind, a little bit of gust, maybe 10 miles per hour out of the west. And we've got Ankeny Centennial starting. They're going to be going from left to right as you see it and Dowling will be playing from right to left. Uh, Ankeny Centennial in all white, white socks, shorts, and shirts. And Dowling Catholic boys, for the first time, wearing their all their new all-black uniforms, uh, looking really sharp out there tonight. And we're just going to cut to a quick uh, commercial break here uh, during the National Anthem uh, before the game starts. You are listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Fridays at 9 a.m., making it personal on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and on demand on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Connecting listeners with Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Nicole Ryan from St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Matt Wilkham here from Iowa Catholic Radio. I'd like to thank you for your continued support of this apostolate. Because of you, we're reaching more souls in more ways than ever before. Whether you've had your faith strengthened by either our talk or music channels, or if you've been impacted by one of our other outreach initiatives, you experience firsthand the value Iowa Catholic Radio brings to the Catholic and Christian community. If you haven't made the decision yet to become a family member, please consider a $30 a month sustaining gift. Just visit iowacatholicradio.com and welcome to the family. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at MercyOne.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Hello, my name is Father Reed Flood. Let us pray together for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition this evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, We thank you for all your gifts. We ask that you bless all those involved in this athletic competition this evening. We ask that you keep them safe and that they show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Sebastian, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome back to the live broadcast of Dallas Catholic Soccer Boys, uh, Dallas Catholic Boys Soccer. I'm Ben Teeling, and our co-host tonight, Charlie Bales, and we are getting ready to kick off this matchup between Dowling Maroons and the Anchor Centennial Jaguars. Uh, really highly uh, big early season matchup, you might say. Both teams only played two games. Both teams have had multiple games canceled already due to weather. Dowling's had three games canceled. Um, and Anthony Centennial's had two. So this is definitely going to be their biggest test of the year so far, Charlie. Um, and, uh, you know, looking out at the field, players are huddling now, kind of giving each other uh, last-minute pep, pep talks. Team captains now are saying a few words. What do you think uh, Dowling is looking to do here to start the game? What do you think they're talking about that huddle if you're in there? Yeah, I think if you're Dowling, you uh, want to keep Centennial off the board early in the game. You want to get through that first five minutes, you know, uh, uh, 
keep them scoreless. They've beat Urbandale 4-1. They've beat Norwalk 4-0. Centennial has. So, obviously, averaging four goals a game. Um, not necessarily keeping clean sheet in this game, but keeping them you know, to one or two goals is going to be important if Downey has a chance. Absolutely. And we know that the Ankeny Centennial offense is high-powered. Um, so, we will find out very shortly here if Dowling is going to be able to do that. I spoke with goalkeeper, senior goalkeeper Diego Mares before the game, asked him what his thoughts. He said, I've got the best back line in the state, and why don't we run through? So we'll see if that stacks up, Charlie. Yep. Dowling's starting lineup, we've got Diego Mares, senior goalkeeper. In the back, uh, we've got Owen Smiraj, a junior, number three. He's going to be playing left center back. Dowling's going to be playing a 3-5-2, so three defenders, five midfielders, two forwards. It's going to be a little more free-flowing than just that structure. Um, you've also got sophomore John Foth anchoring the defense. Um, and then in holding midfield, we've got Josh Froman Castro. He's new to the starting lineup this year. He's a sophomore. Uh, and then we've got Ian Gradell, a junior, who's now been starting for uh, going on three seasons. And then up top, Raymond Molina is going to be playing center mid. Henry Abarca forward, does, uh, junior. And then we've got sophomore Jonathan Mendez, the team's leading scorer, playing striker as well. He's one to watch. And the game has kicked off. And Ankeny retains possession right away, pinging the ball around the back here, looking to find feet. And they give a pass away. Now Dowling's got the ball inside of Ankeny's half, playing a couple short passes, and the ball is out of play here. So just getting into the game, crowd still filtering in. It's going to be a beautiful night out here. Again, we've got Dowling Catholic Boys Soccer, third game of the season, number one ranked team in the state versus number four. Um, but you might even say, sure, Ankeny Centennial is number four, but they might be the favorites in this game, Charlie. Yeah, I think I think so. You know that uh, Coach Coach Teeling and, and Coach Crawl and the rest of the staff. And we've uh, got an early chance. Very early. <laughs> that was a great look in on goal. Uh, Rashidi had the look. Rashidi with a great run, a diagonal run across the last defender, right across John Foe. I'm not sure who slotted that ball in, uh, but he he had – Mares was able to make the angle a little bit tight as he came into the right and he had a great save. He kind of just hit it right at him, though. Yeah, that's huge for Mares, though, as you're uh, a senior goalkeeper to make that first save of the game, to get that uh, under your belt and for it to be a one-on-one good opportunity. Um, you know, that, that will help his confidence throughout the match. You love to see him come off his line so quickly, and he needed to do it uh, because it was a one-on-one situation. The corner kick delivered towards the back post, cleared out, and now the ball has gone out of play uh, right around right around the halfway line, and it's Ankeny's throw. Now the defenders have plenty of space back there. They're playing it across the back between the center backs. Ooh, close call there. Mendez, or Barker rather, almost stealing the ball off the last defender, but Ankeny retains possession. And the midfielder, we've got number three, it looks like. We'll have to call out his name for Ankeny. Nice little move there to keep the ball. Ankeny's getting into a nice little rhythm early on. Already created one really good chance. And Rashidi looks to go down and looks for a foul, but the referee plays on. So now we've got Dowling Catholic on the ball for really the first time. Defenders playing around the back. And Dowling is going to look, just like I believe Ankeny's going to try to do, uh, they're going to look to keep the ball on the ground. They're going to look to play feet. They don't want to play a long ball game. And uh, I know if they – I talked to a few of the players. They said if we can play our game, if we can dictate the tempo, we've got a really good chance. And so here they are. Nice through ball from Smeridge up to Mendez. Now Barca makes a, a run down the left-hand side, trying to get around the outside. 
Nice speed from number 21 for Hanky Centennial. Shields the ball out of play, Charlie. And, wow, what a what a first couple minutes we've already had here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Ben, because uh, Centennial is playing with four across the back, and uh, Dowling is playing with two forwards. So that means that, uh, you know, those center backs for Centennial are going to be one-on-one against the two forwards from Dowling. Uh, what we saw there was a, a quick counterattack. So as long as uh, Dowling can make quick passes moving forward, uh, they're going to have opportunities because it is 1v1 at the back there for Centennial. Absolutely, and it's funny, I, you know, I'm talking about playing a possession-style ball, and what just unlocked that was a long ball, right? It was Correct. a great, great pick-out, quick counterattack, left-back owns Smerich, finds a streaking Abarca, um, or rather a streaking Mendez, who played a nice one-touch pass to Abarca to unlock the defense there. Uh, but so far, we've got, as you mentioned, we've got Ankeny playing four across the back. Uh, are, are they in a 4-3-3, as far as you can tell? Yep, 4-3-3. Uh, they have a holding mid sitting right in front of the two center backs. Um, and then uh, kind of a, not necessarily two attacking mids, but maybe a rover and an attacking mid with uh, with three across the front there. And a nice ball uh, from Ankeny's defensive mid. Rashidi now, one-on-one situation. John Foe gets around the outside. Mares comes out to pressure, and it goes out for a corner. Rashidi with a lot of action early, causing a lot of problems for the Dallas defense there. And uh, he's going to be one to watch. We're less than five minutes in, and Ankeny's had two pretty good chances, one shot on goal, and now their second corner kick they're lining up for here from the other side of the field, from the far side. We've got a right-footed, looks like a right-footed kick, so we're going to have an in-swinger here. Ball is delivered, cleared by Dowling. Out, out as far as Ankeny's, Ankeny's left back and Centennial throw. So so far, Ankeny really, um, you know, really coming into the game a little bit quicker than Dowling. I think Dowling's still looking to get their their feet a little bit here, Charlie. I think they can maybe they should get on the ball, get a few passes together. And now here we see Rashidi again. Nice pass into the center midfielder who goes for a shot blocked by our defender. Another shot on goal. My goodness, that's off the crossbar. An absolute screamer. In the right mid, curling left-footed effort. Mares was just standing there. He had no chance. Yeah, heck and libel. I mean, he's uh, he's both-footed, right? So you have to you have to respect that. He has too much space. Cuts into his left foot. Hits a kind of a curling ball, but still with pace on it from 22, 23 yards out. Uh, keeper watched it and it smashed off the crossbar. Yeah, I think everybody in the stadium there expected to see the net bulge after that ball went over uh, Mares. So luckily, the uh, crossbar. Came to the assistance of the Dowling goalkeeper, and that is the aforementioned Andrew Heckenleibel with that with that uh, excellent effort. Uh, you know, going to a big college program already as a junior committed to St. Louis University, and we've already seen his skills on this on display. Dowling will do well to not let him get that much space again in this game, as they look to go on another counterattack, looking for a Barca again, but the ball's played too far in front of him, goes out for an Ankeny throw-in inside of their own half. Yeah, we've seen here that the uh, those, those two center backs for Centennial they have they have pace about them. So uh, balls kind of through or over the top might not necessarily be the way that Dowling uh, looks to get in behind, but playing feet might do the trick. And now Dowling getting in behind though with a quick uh, takeaway on the defenders, giving it to Henry Barker who gets into the box, looks for a cross on the ground, but it's cut out by the aching defender. But Dowling retains possession. As Ian Gradell looks to find a Barca, but he plays a little bit too far ahead of him, and Ankeny Centennial's goalkeeper is able to gobble that up as he looks for options, and he rolls it out. 
to a center midfielder, calmly possesses the ball and plays it around the back. As you mentioned, there is a lot of speed I'm noticing with this Ankeny Centennial back line, Charlie. And that's something that, you know, last year, if we think about Dowling's team, and if you were listening to these games, we had a track star um, in Joe Reed playing forward. And so it was always a problem behind. This year it's more of a technical team, maybe not as much of, maybe not as much of the straightaway speed. So it will be interesting to see how Dowling adapts to the speed of making these defenders. They're doing pretty well because here's Mendez dribbling past two, past three people, gets to the top of the box, plays it back to Molina. One time, one, two, goal. The header by Jonathan Mendez, the sophomore. Dowling Catholic boys with the goal. Already up 1-0, eight minutes into the game. What a goal, Charlie. Absolutely phenomenal combination play. A Barca playing into the feet of, who has the assist there? You see that? Jonathan Mendez. Mendez. Or, sorry, that was uh, Raymond Molina. Raymond yeah. Molina. So it, 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 it's just a, a very high soccer IQ there. So it's, it's playing in defeat. It's knowing that, okay, I'm going to play this ball. I'm going to run in behind. You know, a, a great touch there by Molina to put him in outside the right foot. Keeper's kind of in no man's land. Gets the header past the keeper. 1-0 Dowling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I think what, what made that look so easy in the end was the keeper was caught in no man's land. And it came down to that nice little flick pass from Raymond Molina. He's a left-footed player. He's our sophomore center attacking mid, and he's the one that really pings the ball around the field. He finds players in space. He can find a through ball. He can find a pass. He's got excellent vision, and you saw it on display there. That's a goal that you look at as a team goal, um, really attractive soccer to watch. And here's Mendez, shakes one defender, shakes another into the box with a shot on his left foot. The ball just bounced right as he hit it, and he blazes it over the crossbar. Another chance for Dowling. This game is at a torrid pace, 1-0. We've had four clear-cut chances inside of 10 minutes. Dowling with the lead, 1-0. Another chance here for Mendo. We have a foul called on Dowling there, so Ankeny will get time to reset. But uh, but back to the goal. That was Jonathan Mendez uh, as the goal scorer, Raymond Molina with the assist, and that brings Mendez's total uh, just in, in – uh, just in three games now, really just two games in ten minutes, up to four goals on the season. Now here's Heckin liable inside of Dowling's half. Nice little flip touch over to retain possession. Keeps it on his right foot. He's on the outside. And Ian Gridell tries to shut him down. Hits another left-footed shot. Cuts all the way in, and this one is over. But he's a dangerous player. Yes. Uh, anytime he gets the ball in the attacking third at his feet, he is putting his head down. He's looking to take players on and create shots for himself, which – we saw him ring the crossbar earlier, and they're just a little more power than accuracy, but extremely dangerous player for Centennial. So here's Dowling with the goal kick. We're 10 minutes into the game, and it's 1-0. A ton of action already. This game is, is really living up to the hype of a one versus four. Both teams with some quality play on display. And here's Raymond Molina. Gets the ball in the middle of the field. Finds Mendez. Mendez looks to dribble by. God, he's, he's goodness, he's just so deceptive. He's already dribbled past three or four players in this game, and he's had a goal, and it's Dowling's throw. So now that we're 10 minutes in here, Charlie, obviously Dowling up 1-0. Um, but apart from that, what do you what do you make of the game, and what, what do you make of Anthony Centennial now trying to get back into it? I should have made the prediction before the game, Ben, but I think we're going to see no shortage of goals in this in this match. I think there's, there's more to come for both sides. Um, you know, Centennial has dominated play so far, but – Dowling has been clinical when they do uh, retain possession, and they're up 1-0 because of a, a high soccer IQ play. 
Absolutely, yeah. Ankeny, Centennial, Jaguars, they've had the run of play, as you might say, uh, but Dowling's been more clinical, and they had the moment of brilliance with their combination play with their with their young attacking trio of Abarca, Molina, and Mendez, sophomore, sophomore, junior. And here's Dowling again looking to attack from the left side of the field. Great cut by Owen Smarage with the nutmeg. Another defender steps to him. He gets the cross off. And that's Mendez looking to get his head on it. But Ankeny clears it. Nobody else. The ball sat there just begging to be smashed by a Dowling player on target. But nobody was there. Ankeny's able to clear. And Ankeny looks to get back on the ball and uh, get something going here to try to get back into this game. They have had more possession. Uh, it's starting to balance out a little bit more now. A nice pass from Marez to retain possession into Ian Gridell. Gridell calmly plays it back to his defender. And now it's being pinged around to the outside. Back into the middle. And that's Josh Roman Castro. I think that's his first touch of the game. And it's a wayward ball out for an 18 centennial throw, Charlie. Yeah, uh, both teams trying to retain possession. It's been it's been a, a, t- a tad sloppy here in the early goings. Uh, something, though, that you can expect from two very, very good teams. You're going to have a little bit of a j- jitters um, in these first 12 minutes of the match. But both teams are going to look to, to settle in. We'll see subs start coming in probably in the next three to seven minutes normally. Um, and we'll see how deep both teams are because that can be something that is uh, that's big in high school soccer. You hit it right on the head. Uh, the depth of the team, because the unless the rules have changed recently, you can sub as as, as often as as you need to in high school soccer. And so that really becomes a tactical uh, approach the coaches can take, and really as much as they want, react to the game uh, with the players on their bench at their disposal, and also give other players uh, more of a breather. So it looks like Dowling is lining up their first sub here, uh, right on cue, Charlie. And so we'll see where uh, number 12, that is sophomore uh, Neri Bayani, coming into the game shortly. So we are 27 minutes left here. Anthony Centennial versus Dowling Boys Soccer. It's Dowling Boys Soccer up 1-0. And as you said, you know, both teams are looking to settle in, Charlie. Ooh, looks a little bit sloppy. Well, here's Centennial threatening on top of Dowling's box. Great tackle by Josh Roman Castro. And that's John Foth, actually stepping it up, and uh, Dowling's able to push Ankeny Centennial all the way back into their half, but they've retained possession really well. So, again, Ankeny with the possession, looking to settle things down. It really looks as if it's turning into a counterattack game for Dowling so far. Ankeny still with the ball, top of the box. We've got the striker cutting in, looking for a shot on his right foot. Cut out well by Dowling's defense, but given right back to the Jaguars. Another ball through the lines. And that was into Ty Duax. Ball was lost. Now Mares, our goalkeeper, has the ball at his feet, and he clears it. Yeah, I think uh, you can already see defensively for, for the Maroons that they're going to be tough to break down. Uh, a relatively narrow fear, field here at Dowling, and um, you know five across the back. If, if they're not getting caught on the counter by Centennial, um, Centennial's going to have to do something special to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, because we, you know, we talked, you mentioned five at the back. Now, the official formation, 3-5-2, uh, but two, those two wide midfielders, they're dropping back as wingbacks. So it really kind of shifts into a five at the back um, when Centennial is on the ball. And you've seen them really be able to crowd them out. Rashidi just there with another shot from way far out, or maybe that was an attempted pass, and Mares has the ball. Uh, looks like Enrico Sartori Fernandez. Also looking to check into the game at the next stoppage. So we've got two Dowling subs coming up. 
Henry Abarca with a slick move at the uh, center of the field to beat one defender, but then the ball is dispossessed off of him. Hankley gets the ball again, but sloppy play. We've got Dowling with an opportunity. Oh, oh, and we still have a shot, and it's just over. I'm not quite sure who hit that. I think that might have been Mendez on his left foot. Uh, but a missed play by the Ankeny defender. A long-range shot from Mendez just over the bar. Another chance for Dowling, but it's a goal kick. Ankeny Centennial. We've had those two subs. Neri Bayani is on for Owen Smerich and or Andrew Schumacher, rather. And we've got Josh Roman Castro checking out. As Enrico Sartori Fernandez, who plays striker, comes into the game. So that changes Dowling's, Dowling's formation just a little bit here. Here's Raymond Molina. Nice little pass to Mendez. Tried to flick it up to Abarca. And, and here's Sartori Fernandez getting to the mix right away. Finds Mendez's feet. Mendez gets a shot off. And that's just an unbelievable shot. Finds the back corner for another goal for Dowling. Are you kidding me? Back to goal. Turns the defender. Hits it far post. Slowing away. Goalie can't get fingers to it. Unbelievable, Charlie. 2-0 Dowling. Yeah, center back just playing off enough where a quick half turn, put on your left foot, clinical finish, low, ha- uh, decently hard, uh, far post, and uh keeper couldn't quite get there. Oh, you love to see it. Cl- at clinical is right, and that's what the Maroons have been so far this evening. Really, they've had two two chances, two goals, a few other half chances, and it's 2-0. We really should have set an over-under on this scoreline before because I probably would have said over four and a, four and a half. But we might be seeing five or six goals tonight at this pace. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to see we're done in that department whatsoever. Ankeny Centennial will not lay down. They they continue to attack. They're already inside Dowling's half here as they look to carve through Dowling's defense, which they do with a one-two. Now they're in our box down the left side, and that ball is kicked out for a looks like a corner kick. So it was deflected by Dowling's defender on the attempted cross. This will be Ankeny Centennial's third corner kick of the game, Charlie. Unbelievable so far. Yeah, you see there how quickly Centennial can turn it on and, and why you say that uh, there's more goals to come in this game. Well, let's see what they can do with this corner kick. Rashidi rises high to try to get his head on it, but both rises just as high, and the ball is slotted home. Almost an identical goal to Mendez's shot, but the other way, that was – that was a strange goal. Nobody really saw it coming. I think half the crowd was surprised to see that fall into the back of the net. But it was a corner kick, cleared out by Foth, retained at the top of the box by one of Ankeny's midfielders, and he's able to get, hit it low to the back post. It squeaks through all the legs and the feet of the defenders and in. And we've got a 2-1 ball game. My goodness. Yeah, super quick super quick answer there by Centennial. You know, for, for uh, Mares, it's – it is tough when you get all those bodies in a in a congested box, and I don't necessarily knew, know that he he knew much about that ball until it was hitting the post and finding the back of the net. Yeah, he he reacted late. I think the ball was already past him. He couldn't see it coming through, and you saw that ball. It wasn't hit very hard. It was just rolled to that back post. It hit off of the inside of the post. He couldn't have placed it any better. So we've seen some absolutely clinical finishing here. Two to one. Dowling is leading Yankee Centennial. Two to one, 17 minutes into the game, 23 minutes left in this first half. Incredible. We've got number one ranked Dowling uh, versus number four Ankeny Centennial. And uh, Ankeny now looks to try and level this game up. Dowling wants to continue to push their lead. 
So we'll see how this plays out. Dally's made two subs. It looked like they're lining up Josh Roman Castro to come back into the game into his center defensive midfield duties, maybe after seeing a goal. A little uh, mindset change from uh, shift for the Dowling coaches. We've got the Maroons now looking to get on the ball and slow things down a little bit, try to string a few passes together. Here's Henry Abarca dropping way deep to pick it up, plays it back to Foth. Out to Owen Smerridge on the left. He looks for feet. He finds Sartori Fernandez, plays it back, but he plays a little bit too soft on the ball. Rashidi is all over it. And now it's a battle between Rashidi and two Dowling defenders. And Dowling and Biani wins out, and Biani is fouled. Substitute sophomore Neri Biani gets fouled. He limps off, but he's going to be just fine. And Dowling with a free kick. Yeah, interesting uh, uh, tactical decision here by uh, Coach Neeling. So Henry Abarca, uh, we've seen start the game at forward. He's now playing defensive mid. Uh, you know, normally that's the position that Abarca plays for club. So really putting him in there to try to uh, find his feet, help him dictate the, the tempo of the game, slow it down a bit, connect passes. Uh, I think it's a, a smart decision there uh, in, given the scenario. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, what, what we've seen is uh, obviously Dowling's got the lead 2-1, to one, but they haven't had much possession. They haven't really gotten on the ball too much besides their nice quality counterattacking play. And a player like Henry Abarca brings a lot of uh, technical ability in midfield, a lot of composure. And now he looks like he's pushing back up as, as Josh Roman Castro checks back in. So now he's playing more in an advanced position again. We'll see if he drops back a little bit deeper. Here's Dowling. Got the ball just inside Ankeny's half. We're out left here with Neri Biani. Plays it back to Owen Smerich. Cuts a pass through two defenders to Mendez. And Mendez loses the ball. Nice defense from Ankeny there. Now Ankeny slows things down and looks to build from the back. And they've done that pretty well tonight, Charlie. Yeah, once they get the ball into their feet, um, it is you know, uh, Dowling's not necessarily playing a, a high-pressure game, so connecting two, three passes across the back line for Centennial has not been a problem this far. It hasn't. You just saw a nice piece of skill there from Jonathan Mendez. Flicks the ball over the defender who was looking to close him down, so he beats that defender, but then Ankeny's able to close the ball down and win it back. Now Centennial moves inside Dowling's half. We've got a little bit of a uh, uh, back and forth here in the middle of the field. We'll see who comes out with it, and it's Jonathan Mendez on the ball looking to run past two defenders and uh, covered well by Centennial and dropped back to their goalkeeper who clears it out. Now Centennial looks to try to get it out of their own defensive half and defense is able to keep it. Nice pass there. A lot of space there in the middle of the field. A lot of, uh, Kind of a big gap there between the forwards and, and Dowling's defensive line. Uh, a lot of space for Ankeny to pass it around in midfield. It's a throw in for Centennial now. Right at halfway. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Heck and Leibel and Rashidi have switched sides as wingers. So that's, uh, that's something that can just happen during the run of play. Um, and, you know, it, it, it does keep the right and left wing back for Dowling honest throughout the match because they have to face up against different players with different tendencies. Yeah, and both very dangerous in their own right. Rashidi, a lot of physicality, a lot of speed. Heck and Leibel just all sorts of skill, a lot of size, and can hit the ball with both feet, which is a defender's nightmare. Nice move from the center defensive mid there of Ankeny to retain possession and under heavy pressure. More pressure from Dowling. Ankeny retains possession. Nice pass back to their defender. The defender's playing it back and forth between each other. Head up, looking for a pass. Finds his left winger. Looks like maybe Heck and Leibel out there. Looking for Rashidi in on a through ball. 
good coverage from Dowling's defense there from Neri Biani to uh, keep his head on the swivel because that was a pretty good run there from Rashidi. If he wasn't looking, he could have been right past him. Yeah, dangerous run there. Heck and Leibel picked out Rashidi uh, with, a, with a cross-field ball. Um, if if uh, the left back there for, for Dowling wasn't, wasn't heads up, uh, that could be a, a quick touch. And uh, leading to a, a 1v1 like we saw in the first you know, 30, 30 seconds of the game. Yeah, for Rashidi, it's one touch and he's gone. Um, and Dowling's back on the ball. A deep early cross. Played in and gobbled up by goalkeeper. I believe that's Noah Sleeper for Ankeny. Now he plays it out. Dangerous ball out. Abarca with a great challenge. Wins the ball back. Oh, and Mendez looks to cut around a defender and almost gets by, but it's a great last-minute challenge. If he beats that defender, he's got a really good shot on goal. Here's Rashidi being played in. Now here's Danger. Mares off his line quickly enough to gobble that up at the corner of the box. There's Mares off of his line again quickly. You like to see that. Yeah, and that's a that's a very good uh, trait to have in your keeper when you're when you're playing this this back five. You know that you have the guy behind you, senior. Looks like he's wearing a captain's armband as well. Um, to you know, uh, eat things up that uh, could be slotted through and behind. Um, so it, it is a it's nice for the Dowling back five to have that reassurance behind them. 100%. You know, if you've got a goalie who's ready to come out quickly, here's a dangerous ball from Centennial. Again, Mares is able to grab it in traffic. Um, when the goalie's aggressive and he's coming out for balls that are being crossed in or played in behind, um, that does make you feel a lot better as a defender. feels like you almost have a fifth defender back there. And, you know, Diego Mares, senior goalkeeper, uh, you mentioned he's one of the team captains, highly talented goalkeeper, but he was, in the last couple of seasons, uh, he was behind Diego Leon, uh, who graduated last year. So he has been really itching to get game time for the last couple of years. So he certainly is going to relish tonight in the season. And so far, he's made some great saves. The, the one goal from Centennial really was, was unsavable through traffic. Here's Centennial pinging it around the box. Great one-two combination. Opens up a shot. Pretty good look, but it was just dragged wide. Maybe scuffed a little bit there on the shot. Yeah, nice combination. Play top of the box. Uh, shot came in from roughly roughly 20 yards, but but miss hit. But there you see again, Centennial can be dangerous in in many different ways, and uh, that's the first time that we've really seen that top of the box combination play leading to leading leading to a chance where you know the uh, the attacker there wishes he he'd done better. Yeah, you saw him kind of throw his his head back in frustration a little bit because he his eyes lit up when he saw that space, ultimately dragged wide, and uh, Dowling now with a goal kick. We have 16 minutes remaining in this first half. It is a 2-1 scoreline with Dowling Catholic Maroons leading the Yankee Centennial Jaguars here. And play resumes on the goal kick. Ankeny quickly uh, wins possession and looks to play a ball in through down the left side, cut out by Dowling. Only as far as Ankeny's midfielder. Ooh, dangerous back pass. Mars quickly able to clear that. Now the ball is cleared way up into the air to half field. Nice header from Ankeny's defender there. And Ankeny, again, continues to really gobble everything up that's played long and high by Dowling. Yeah, that, uh, the, the back line, is, is, is they're well-organized. Um, yes, they've given up a goal here in the first half, but they're playing, they're playing. I mean, arguably the most dangerous attack in, in Iowa high school soccer. And uh, so they're going to have to continue to be organized. Um, you know, if this, this, if this score holds up, then they're winning a huge game. And I think that's something that, obviously, the coaches, they'll look to get into halftime here with the lead and, and as will the back line. Certainly the coaches would love to see halftime with the lead. If you, if you did ask before the game, they'd take it at a 2-1. to one. 
and uh, some physical play in the center of the field there, and it's ultimately a foul by Dowling. Referee stops play because we've got a player down for Dowling. Can't tell who that is. It might be Enrico Sartori Fernandez. No, maybe Henry Abarca. We'll know shortly. But we've got the uh, we've got the uh, the Dowling training staff coming on here just to give them a quick check. Uh, that's Josh Roman Castro. Maybe a maybe a cra- a ca- excuse me a cramp or an ankle there. So we'll find out shortly. And while we're waiting for play to resume. Um, we would like to thank our underwriters, Ashworth Vision Clinic, uh, committed to providing a complete eye exam to make sure that your family is seeing and feeling their best. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines or ashworthvision.com. You can always find them there on their website. Also, Construction Professionals, it's a family business built on a strong foundation to create new and remod- a new and remodeled home that is uniquely yours. Their number is 515-208-5721. Online at cpcustomhomes.com. Shout out to Orrin and Marilyn Stryker and their son Derek there at Construction Professionals. We appreciate all the support here at the station. Roman Castro is off the field and play is about to resume here. Ankeny Centennial. Um, looks like they're going to play a long ball in potentially here, Charlie, on the set piece. Yeah, we saw earlier uh, Heck and Libel is, I mean, I, I think he's standing around six and mm-hmm. two and can jump um good ability there so they're looking to pick him out here on this ball absolutely i mean they've got a lot of weapons at their disposal a lot of different ways to attack they've got speed they've got size they've got skill and what you've seen from dowling so far on display in terms of attacking is, is really that skill i think what we noticed is if you give their front three an inch of space if you let them kind of work the ball and start to come combine that's when they get really dangerous and that's where both of our goals came from so Yes, Ankeny's got a dangerous attack. Dowling in their own right as well, maybe a little bit younger, but very, very lethal, as you can see with the 2-1 to scoreline. Here's a throw-in for Ankeny Centennial. Game's getting a little bit chippier here as the teams are settling in. Ankeny Centennial looks to potentially throw the ball long here. No options for number 15. They're right back. He throws it down the line, headed out there by number 24 for Dowling. That's John Foe center back. He's been having a good game so far. Here's Rashidi collecting it on his chest off the throw-in. Nice shielding play from Abarca. Calmly plays it back to Owen Smeridge, the left back, who tries to clear it only as far as Ankeny's defense. There they are again, and here they are starting their attack from the back. Let's see if Dowling can provide some pressure and throw them off their game a little bit. Ankeny's still able to retain the possession after two or three passes there. Now they're working the ball down the left side into Dowling's half. Out for an Ankeny throwing on the other side. Game's at a frenetic pace here, Charlie. Yeah, and this is a this is long throw territory. If they if they got one, we'll see if that's something. Nope, they don't got one. I was hoping for maybe one of the long <laughs> flip throws or something. You know, yeah, spike things up a bit. I don't know if that's a lost art now, but you just you don't see it as much. Everybody wants to play this possession, but uh, I'm sure we'll see some long throws later in the game. Uh, it's still a one goal game deep into the second half, as it is right now, two to one. Dowling leading Centena. Here's a nice build-up play from Dowling. They're into Ankeny territory inside their half. Here's nice play out to Dowling's right forward. I believe that might be Sartori Fernandez out there still. Oh, almost given away by Dowling, but Gradell is able to retain the possession. So here's a, a glimpse of Dowling on the ball after kind of a long stretch where they didn't see, seem to have too many passes strung together. Nice play from Abarca to keep it going. Oh, and it's called out of bounds. 
throwing back to Ankeny. Yeah, that was really the first time that we'd seen uh, Centennial front three drop off drop off a bit and uh, give give Dowling some time to just play around the back. Uh, Dowling opts to instead of connect a few passes, play play up the line, and unfortunately goes out of bounds there for a Barca. Yeah, I think Dowling wants to try to keep the ball, but you know when they see just a, a little bit of space open up, they they look to go for it. And so far, it's resulted in a couple of goals, but it's also resulting in a lot of pressure on their defense with uh, quick turnarounds in possession. As you can see there, uh, speaking of pressure on the defense, there's Rashidi pressuring John Folk, who just has to clear it out. And Ankeny is now inside Dowling's half, pinging the ball around the back yet again. Here's our center back for the center back for Ankeny, uh, all sorts of time. Dowling's not really pressuring the ball very heavily here. They're kind of just sitting in. And I don't know if that's their style, Charlie, uh, or if it's the 2-1 lead um, in terms of the pressure, but there's really not a high press from Dowling. Yeah, I think that uh, I don't know necessarily if it, it would be every match, but when you're playing against a, a team with players like Rashidi and Heckenleibel, who you know one ball over the top with their pace is always dangerous. I think it's a smart play to to hold uh, your your back three or five deeper with then a keeper behind you, where it has to be an inch perfect ball in order to to be in behind in this system, or an inch perfect shot, which Correct. is what we saw on the centennial goal off the inside of the post. Uh, now here's a foul on Ankeny inside of Dowling's half. So Dowling's got a free kick. We've got 10 minutes left here in this first half. So we've 30 minutes gone in the game. A lot of excitement, a lot of action. A really nice crowd is filled in tonight here in West Des Moines. It's a beautiful spring evening, close to 80 degrees, warm on the field, warm in the booth. And uh, the game is just starting to heat up here. Nice play from Goodell. Cuts through a couple defenders. A Barker with a nice little clipped ball in. Here's that combination play. Here's Mendez into the box. Trying to run around the defender. Well done by Centennial's goalkeeper to be quick off his line that time and collect the ball. Yeah, Dowling is uh, Dowling's fun to watch in the attack. Uh, the way that the players move off the ball, uh, the way that they are you know, combining as a team, uh, implementing the third runner. Uh, they're dangerous. They're technical. And, you know, they're, they're smart. They know and they're playing for one another. And, when they get into the attacking third and have time with the ball at their feet, uh, special things can happen. Yeah, they certainly play a fun, attractive brand in the attacking third. Uh, a lot of quick combination play, creative, in a, you know, passes that you don't really see as a spectator, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody picks out a pass, just like Molina on that first goal. And you know, that last passage of play, which was a half chance for Dowling, was was very similar to to the first goal, except in that instance, the goalkeeper was able to cut, come and get to that ball. Um, instead of being caught out like he was in the first goal. Now here's Ankeny Centennial threatening. It's a ball from Rashidi down to Ty Duax down the right side. Nicely done by Owen Smerich to grab the ball away there. But Centennial keeps possession as Dowling tries to clear it out. Rashidi quickly looks to cross the ball into a cutting heckin' libel. And Dowling again up to the challenge. Now Dowling back on the ball, pinging around in midfield. Nice play from Ian Gridell just to settle down the possession, find John Foth's feet. All sorts of space. Played out wide. I believe that might be Josiah Crowder out on the field, sophomore number 14. Now you've got Mendez collecting the ball. Nice little move. Into Molina. Now Molina plays a one-time left-footed ball over the top. To Sartori Fernandez. Deep into Ankeny Centennial's territory and cleared out for a throw. Yeah, I would have liked to see that ball. It came from the right side. Uh, You had a Barca streaking down the left. Um, if the awareness is there, I think that if you continue that ball going to 
the left, I think that uh, Abarca's potentially in, but instead go, going back to the right side uh, doesn't necessarily result in anything. Um, but, you know, once again, Ben Dowling, getting the ball at their feet in the attacking third, uh, good things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, yeah, he definitely had a Barker streaking down the left side. Looks like Dowling's making his uh, substitution here. Uh, we've got, I believe, Schumacher coming off. Not sure who checked in. Uh, subs are flying quickly for Dowling, especially here. They're trying to keep fresh legs. And as far as the gameplay, Dowling was looking for a long throw into Ankeny's box. Centennial was able to clear it, and now they're back on the ball trying to get out of their own half. And they find feet out wide, all sorts of space. Ball played through into Dowling's half. Now it's Rashidi on the right side looking to beat his defender one-on-one. He still has the ball. Finds a little pass into Heck and Leibel. And now Ankeny resets and pings it around, and they look to switch field. Head up from the defender. All sorts of space. Now Dowling's just playing a disciplined defensive game at this point. When Ankeny has the ball, they're just getting everybody behind it. And Ankeny doesn't have a whole lot of space once they really get into Dowling's final third. Here's a long ball played in, looking for Rashidi. Nicely risen up. John Foth wins the header. Got way up for that one. And now it's a battle for possession. And Centennial wins out with some physical play, coming in and attacking the middle of the field, top of the box. Slide pass in, looking for the one-two. And Dowling's able to come away with the ball and looking to clear it, but get composure there to keep possession. Now we need to see some passes to feet here to relieve this pressure because Ankeny's really clamping down the pressure here, Charlie. Yes, yeah, Centennial wants to get a goal before half. They want to go in even. Um, it is a huge last six and a half minutes here for Dowling. Uh, if they can go in with a one-goal lead, that would be massive uh, for their confidence leading into the second half. And if they concede, um, you know, despite being, the scores being level, uh, that is something that's demoralizing going into halftime, and it will have the Centennial Jaguars pumped going into half. Absolutely. I mean, this, the next six minutes here, we've got exactly six minutes left in this first half. Um, really, with the result, you know, it, if, if it's a goal by Ankeny, as we said, it just changes the game so much. So, uh, Dowling wants to make sure to at least get in with their 2-1 to one lead, especially after starting up 2-0. We know Ankeny wants to level it up before half and really turn it up here. So, Ankeny deep inside of Dowling's half. And we've got a throw-in now down by the corner flag. And it looks like they might be lining up for that long throw we were talking about earlier. Ankeny just had a sub as well. Here's that long throw coming in the box. Oh, flicked on dangerously. And it's out for a corner kick for the Centennial Jaguars with five minutes left here. Again, scoreline is 2-1 to one in favor of Dowling here in the first half. Ankeny getting set for another corner kick. And it looks like uh, we've got a left-footed cor- uh, corner coming in this time, so an outswinger. It's played low to the front post and easily cleared by Dowling. Now there's a chance to counterattack. Great turn by Jonathan Mendez out wide. Jonathan Mendez is on the ball. He's one that you want to watch when he's got the ball. Great defense, though, there from number 18 on Ankeny, Ben Ridland. Uh, and that's just a freshman as well, playing some solid defense on our sophomore, Jonathan Mendez. And now we see the referee stopping play for a second here, just to check and make sure the clock is on right or have a word with the coaches there as Dowling gets set for a throw-in. And again, we've got less than five minutes left, so Dowling's main goal here, Charlie, is really just to get in. 
with this lead here, especially after starting 2-1 up. And it's looking like they're doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah, a little bit of confusion there on the field with uh, whose throw it is. I don't think the Centennial coaching staff necessarily agree with the referee's decision on the field. Uh, they play on regardless. And to your point, Dowling, uh, Dowling's sitting here comfortably. They're not they're not getting uh, like tested as early as they were mm-hmm. in early in the match. Um, it seems as if they've found out and you know, they know who the danger men are coming into the game, whether it's Rashidi, Heckin Liable, Dulax, but they've uh they've they've they seemed relatively comfortable in defending them at, together as a unit. Yeah, I think they adjusted early to your point. After those early chances, I mean you saw Rashidi with the one on one opportunity, great save from Mares within the first three minutes, and then you saw a shot rattled off the crossbar uh, by their other striker, Heck and Leibel. And since then, neither of those players have had really any space to operate. Um, so Dowling, while they are absorbing pressure, certainly uh, not giving away really any clear-cut chances, you know, in the last 20 to 25 minutes as they look to get in to halftime with a 2-1 to lead against a really strong Ankeny Centennial side. But Ankeny Centennial continues to come at Dowling here with a throw-in. Inside of Dowling's half here, just right in front of us on the right side of the pitch. But Dowling's got three players around the guy checking to the ball, so really just no space for him to operate. And the ball is being pinged around in the middle here. Again, out for another throw-in for Ankeny. Dowling's perfectly fine with that result, that far away from goal. Nice piece of skill from Rashidi there, but it's one from Dowling. Here's Mendez now with a little bit of space. He looks to push it up the left side. He's got three defenders on him, cuts it back nicely, looks for somebody's feet. Where's his teammates? Nobody's checking to the ball, and Ankeny is able to get the ball back. You'd like to see somebody come and show for that ball there uh, yeah. with that amount of space. There you see a, you know, what potentially could be a breakout there for Dowling maybe earlier in the game you know, with two minutes left there. Rightfully so, not going to throw numbers forward. So it turns into two attackers for the Maroons going at you know, recovering five or six Centennial players. And uh, it, it, it's tough to keep the ball in those situations, force to play back, pass went wayward, and Centennial's ball again. They'll, now we're at uh, two minutes on the clock, um, and they're still throwing numbers forward to try to get one. Yeah, they, we, uh, we see Dowling here looking to get a little attack going, and uh, Ankeny's able to cut it out. Bad pass from the goalkeeper, though. Here could be a potential chance for Dowling. That's Mendez. Nice pass. Abarca's got the ball on top of the box. Gets a shot in. Uh Goes for the placement because he had defenders on him. Nice effort. It's on target, but it's easily saved by Ankeny Centennial's goalkeeper, Noah Sleeper, the senior. And now we've got Ankeny here with uh, a minute and a half left, building it out from the back again, looking to see if they can get one more chance before halftime to peg this game back to 2-2. to two. Trying to come down from a 2-0 early deficit. They've already gotten one back. Here's a little bit of a half chance. Great play from Heck and Leibel. Great save from Mares. Heckelival does a scoop, dribble over Dowling's lunging defender onto his left foot, gets a shot. Mares is off his line with a foot save. Yeah, it's a special play there by Heckelival. You get that ball kind of in between where the defender's reaching for it. They're hoping to tackle. Heckelival recognizes the situation, uh, gets his foot under the ball, scoops it, and sets him up for a shot. Now here's the corner delivery from Ankeny. They, they did score their one goal on a corner. Ball's cleared out. Oh, and it's stolen away by Dowling. We've got a, a break here. It's two-on-one. Mendez driving, trying to get past. We've got three Ankeny defenders closing them down. Ankeny gets back really well. 
to shut that down. We had a two-on-one situation, but they got three men back behind the ball really quickly to uh, to reduce that man that advantage that we had. And it's out for a throw-in. You hear the crowd there wanting a foul, but referee says no. Now, Dowling with the ball, long cross, and easily collected by the goalkeeper there. As we tick down under 10 seconds in this first half, Dowling Catholic with the lead, 2-1 to one against the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. What a frantic, exciting, highly engaging, a lot of attack in this first half. 2-1 uh, to one is the scoreline, Dowling with the lead. We're going to take a, a break here, and we'll be back with some analysis at halftime. You're listening to Iowa Dowling Catholic Soccer and Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to our next guest, author of the book, Pray, Think, Act, Make Better Decisions with the Desert Fathers, Father Augustine Weta. The good news and the bad news is you really can't make a good decision. Either you're going to mess it up or someone else will mess it up for you. The holy, happy, wisest people I've known don't so much make good decisions as just make the best of the bad decisions they've made. The Catholic Morning Show, weekdays at 7, only on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. And we are back here at halftime of the Dowling Catholic Varsity Boys soccer game. The opponent is the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars coming down from the north to face off against Dowling here in West Des Moines on an absolutely beautiful night here, uh, spring evening. And the temperature now is probably hovering around 70, 70, 72 degrees. We've got a great crowd out here and a great ball game as well. Between two sides, we're very good, very talented, a lot of uh, great individual players. Uh, number one, Dowling in the rankings versus number four, Centennial. We've got one half down, and the score is two to one, Charlie. Uh what can you say about that first half? Just, you know, I, can we just start with the first five to ten minutes there? Yeah, uh, you know, a very, very frantic first even 90 seconds there for, for Dowling. Uh, they were fortunate to not be down 0-1 uh, on, the, on the first chance of the game from Rashidi. They fell asleep for a second. Uh, you could see, I think it was a Duax, who's a talented number 10, slotted him in, you know, great save uh, by, the, by the Dowling keeper in a one-on-one scenario, but that's 90 seconds in the game. So then to recover from that, only allow one goal to a very, very dangerous attacking team in the Centennial Jaguars, it's a good half for the Maroons. It really was, and I kind of come back to the beginning of the game. Your comments were, you know, if if Dowling is able to keep Ankeny off the score sheet in the first five minutes, that's going to be a big win. It's exactly what they were able to do, despite an excellent chance um, and a great save for Mares on Rashidi not only keep them off the score sheet, but actually score themselves really early on um, with some great combination play to score their, their first goal, kind of catching Ankeny off guard. 
And then I think that changed the dynamic of the game a little bit at that point. Yeah, absolutely. A goal, a goal is always going to change it. It was against the run of play. Uh, you know, we've we've said over and over again that in the attacking third, the teams play a little bit differently, right? So you have Centennial with very very fast attacking players that are looking to go one v one, get past individuals, and uh, in, in Dowling's attack, they're just combining very very well together, one two three players at a time. Uh, we saw the first goal from Mendez come off a of fantastic one two, um, and uh, the, the later goal as well. Uh, uh, you know, a, a quick turn, but it it came from three, four passes. So two different attacking styles, but uh, Centennial has to respect what Dowling offers going forward. They do, and I think what you'll see is Ankeny with less space on the ball when they get into the final third. And because they're pushing so high up the field, when Dowling's been able to collect the ball you know, within Ankeny's half, their attacking players have maybe just a little bit more space to operate um, and, and hit them quickly with a few combination passes, which is where you saw with our goals. And we know how dangerous Ankeny's forwards are, but we also know how dangerous uh, Dowling's squad is. Jonathan Mendez has two goals now. That brings his tally up to five goals in just two and a half games now in the season as a sophomore, also in one assist. So the guy can fill it up, and he can get, he can get goals. He can get buckets, as you might say, if you're watching playoff basketball tonight. And, uh, you know, we've certainly seen that on display tonight. Not quite sure who got that goal for Centennial. Um, I'm not sure. We, it's, it's really hard to see the Centennial's jersey numbers. Um, but definitely wasn't one of their big three. And so that's, as to your point, one of the keys of the game. we got to keep those guys quiet. Dowling did a good job of that, um, especially towards the end of that half. Yeah, I think um, I think we're going to see a, a a bigger half from uh, from, from Ty Duex. Uh, he is he is the playmaker for Centennial, but we haven't called his name very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his, his father's the coach, uh, been around the game since a young kid. I think that, you know, if I'm uh, Brian Duex, I'm, I'm, I'm telling Ty that he needs to get on the ball in those tight spaces in the middle of the field. We really haven't seen him do that, but he is, he is dangerous. Um, and if they can find him, he'll be, he'll be good. You are correct. And, uh, you know, Ty, Ty Duax, as you said, we haven't called his name out too much tonight, but he's playing that kind of attacking midfielder role. And that's, as you say, he's going to look to get in between the lines and create a little bit more in the second half. Uh, we're going to come, uh, go to a break here and come back with some thoughts as we head into the second half to listen to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mondays at 9 a.m., Man Up with Joe Stopulus on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and on demand on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Connecting listeners with Christ. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Shannon from Assumption Catholic Church in Granger, Iowa. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back, folks. This is 
uh, live soccer coming at you. Live high school action, Dowling Catholic boys versus the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. And we are just a couple minutes away from the second half kickoff. And, you know, we talked about what we saw in the first half and kind of walk you through how that played out. A couple of uh, early chances from Ankeny Centennial, then Dowling settled down, was able to get two goals in quick succession, take a 2-0 lead. And then within minutes of Dowling's second goal, Centennial was able to come back and uh, get a goal back off of a corner kick, and we went into the half at 2-1. So now we head into the second half, just a one-goal game. We're going to see a lot of action. What are you expecting to see out of the Maroons in the second half, Charlie? You know, if I'm if I'm the Maroons, the first thing the first thing I'm doing is I'm I'm protecting the lead, and uh, they did a good job of that. Uh, you know, if you're a coach Keeling at halftime, you're saying, hey, look, guys, it took them a set piece to score a goal against us. We we were not broken down. Uh, via the run of play, which is which is uh, you know can be very uplifting when you're facing such a, a potent attack in the Centennial Jaguars. Um, I think that as long as they continue to be solid across the back, they drop in those wing backs. They're five across. They're going to be very very hard to break down. Um, and and for Centennial, it's you know being being patient, looking for your opportunities, and it is uh, you know being aware of of what. Dowling can offer once they find feet and uh, string together two, three passes, attacking, moving forward. Yeah, defend that lead first and foremost, I think is what Dowling is looking at doing and continue to be opportunistic in, in chances and, and create something on the counter. So I think what we are going to see is a lot of pressure again from Centennial. They're probably going to dial it up even more, and Dowling will try to provide that threat in behind to hopefully keep them a little bit honest. Um, you know, Dowling coming into this game, being assigned the number one ranking in the state kind of puts a target on your back. Uh, so maybe even playing with a little bit of pressure, you know, uh, and trying to prove something in this game tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, looking forward here, uh, for those of you listening, uh, Centennial Jaguars actually, it's got to be something on, on their mind, right? So these high school soccer seasons, they're extremely condensed. Um, and what I mean by that is just a lot of, a lot of games and in a very short span of time. So uh, Centennial actually heads, to Nebraska, um, and they are playing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in Nebraska against very, very top-ranked uh, Nebraska high schools. Um, on the other hand, uh, the Dowling Catholic boys, they are at Ames on Saturday morning, uh, 8.30 a.m. kickoff. Are you going you to be at that one? Uh, TBD, 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 8.30 a.m. in Ames, and then uh, they are hosting uh, Prairie, a a decent side who I think has got some decent results over in the Cedar Rapids area uh, at 4 p.m. Those are on the same day. Same day. Same day. I'm looking now, and actually, so those, so I may be at that 8.30 game, because actually that's at Valley Stadium. Oh, there it is. So it looks like they're playing in a little, you know, they've got a little bit of a tournament action going on. Two two good matchups to get in, though. you, you know, you, you talked about the condensed schedule, which it absolutely is. You know, these players start getting together around spring break, after spring break. They barely get to play outside for a week, and then they're starting games. And uh, on top of that, two of their games have been canceled due to the weather, three for the Ankeny Centennial program, um, or rather three for both. So that content- condenses it even more. It makes these games that much more important for the seating, for the substate, um, so a matchup like this, it's huge. One of the other things we really haven't mentioned, Charlie, is this is actually an, an in-conference matchup now after a conference realignment this season. So you've got Ankeny Centennial now, 
CIML Central, I believe. Okay. And uh, whereas before they weren't in the same in the same conference, um, as we've seen some realignment, some of the Des Moines Metro schools now in a different conference. Uh, we'd have to get back to you with exactly who's in Dowling's at this point. Um, but certainly a huge opportunity for both teams with 40 minutes left to go here. Uh, we are close to getting underway, so uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with second half action. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams, 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. All right, welcome back, listeners. The second half is underway. We are 30 seconds in to this matchup with Dowling Catholic Boys Soccer versus the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. Two-to-one game, Dowling on the ball, Dowling with the lead. Ankeny looking to get back and even things up and see where they can go from there. Dowling looking to extend their lead, at the very least hold on to it as long as they can. It's going to be a heck of a second half, though. That's what we know for sure. And here's Abarca, wins the ball deep in Ankeny's half, looking to cut into the, the opponent's box. Nicely defended, though, and ultimately won back by Centennial and cleared out for a throw-in for Centennial here as second half play gets underway. Looks like both teams trot their starting lineups out to start things. Ty Duak looking to get more involved, as we talked about at halftime, and here he is on the ball. Looks to do a quick turn and a through ball. Nicely played by Dowling's defense there. Cleared out by Mares, only as far as the midfielder for Centennial. And now we've got Dowling looking to go over the top. Nobody's home. And Centennial with the ball, slowing things down on the defensive side of it. Goalkeeper plays it out. Poor pass. One back by Josh Roman Castro. Couldn't quite see from, I was obstructed by a fan, but he put a long shot and it was just wide of the target. Almost a costly error there from Ankeny to start. Yeah, we've seen now uh, three instances in the uh, first 42 minutes of the match uh, where Centennial's keeper has been a little a little suspect uh, playing at his feet out of the back, and uh, that one led to the uh, a good a good chance there. Ultimately, the uh, the, the shot was pulled wide, but he's going to have to clean that up. Otherwise, uh, Dowling's going to look to take advantage of one of those opportunities. Both these teams look to play to feet and look to keep possession from the back. And so you might see more of that as Centennial with a little bit of danger uh, down in Dowling's final third, but Dowling able to deal with it and ultimately win a uh, a goal kick, so danger averted. But, yes, Charlie, we've seen uh, – and, and maybe that's something, you know, Coach Teeling and Coach Crawl maybe talked about at halftime. Hey, you know, keep the pressure, especially on the goalkeeper, because that's the third or fourth time he's played it out to Dowling's feet from the back. Yeah. That's something to look for. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the uh... – 
if, if not said, I think, um, you know, that's something that we've, we've mentioned here, you know, whether it's a, a Barca um, or, or Mendez, they've, they've been around the game and they, they have a good understanding. I think it's something that they pick up on and they know, and, um, you know, they're, they're looking for potentially, you know, to pick up an easy goal here and pad that lead with a, with a, with a three, one uh, lead. Absolutely. They would love to do that. Speaking of, there's a Barca, nice pirouette in the middle of the field. Keeps the ball, two defenders on him, continues to dribble away, and plays it all the way back to Diego Mares. Smart play that retains possession from the Barca, but here's the pressure from Ankeny. Now Mares looks to spray it out wide to Andrew Schumacher, number eight, out on the right. And Molina able to keep it. Here's Dowling trying to string a few passes together, but there's Centennial's pressure. Knocking the ball out of bounds, but it's a Dowling throw, so well played there. Down here on the right side. Now, Dowling tonight in all black jerseys, black socks, black shorts, black shirts, white numbering versus Centennial in all white. Um, both with sharp uniforms on. Great, great matchup again. Two to one is the scoreline for those that are just joining. Huge collision there in the defensive end for Dowling. And there was a 50-50 challenge. One by Centennial, but it was played out for a throw-in. Now Centennial looking to get numbers forward and pressure this throw-in deep in Dowling's half. Although a little bit of space afforded to John Foth there, our defender. Nicely done there from Leon. Fabian Leon, we haven't called his name a ton. Here's a chance from Centennial on a goal. Just as we're talking about them playing out of the back, they give it away cheaply. Such an easy goal for Centennial, but they they put it away as they should have. Yeah, and it, it, like it's disappointing because, honestly, uh, Centennial – you, you, you hear the term sometimes from an attacking team like pin them in, right? When 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 uh, they the other the opposing team has a deep throw. Um, in that instance, Centennial didn't didn't press too heavily, but because Dowling felt so comfortable playing out of the back, um, they felt they, they became too comfortable, um, and it it resulted in a giveaway, uh, an easy slot across the box for you know what was. A, a clinical but, you know, fairly un, uh, unchallenging finish there. Yeah, I mean, he essentially had the goal open. At that point, Mares was, was was out, and so there was, I think, one or two defenders kind of on the line, but all the forward had to do was just pick out the corner, which he did, and I'll, I'll give him credit. He finished it one time into the side netting. Here's a deep shot, and a goal from Dowling! Oh, my goodness! Who hit that? Abarca. Henry Abarca with the goal from some 30 yards out, catches the keeper off of his line, and he does a front flip into the corner flag to celebrate with his teammates. What an outstanding strike from Abarca. Yeah, he, uh, he picked the ball up. That was probably 30, 35 yards from goal. Picked it up, saw the keeper, or Centennial, off his line. Um, you know, a, a decent pace on it, but he is he's striking that ball with a purpose, and that is to just get above the keeper's head and below the, the, the crossbar on the goal. He found the right place uh, to cut the Centennial keeper sleeping, and what a response there for, for the Maroons. I mean, you've seen now five goals in this game, and you've seen two goals. That, you know, when it, was, when it was 2-0, the third goal came within minutes. That goal was less than 90 seconds from Centennial's tying goal. And to your point, it was a Barca getting his head up, seeing the goalkeeper off of his line, and just hitting a lob shot over the goalkeeper's outstretched hand into the top left corner. It was just a great, smart finish from Abarca from distance. Uh, really got the crowd on their feet. So now Dowling, 
back with the lead three to two. Five and a half minutes gone in the first half. We've already seen two goals. So certainly a lot more action to come as Dowling looks to take a breather here on this corner kick and slow things down a little bit. Sorry, goal kick for Diego Mares. He's taking his time here. And the ref kind of comes up to tell him to move things along here. But he's certainly happy. You know, I think we talked about Dowling needs to try to keep the lead as much as they can, Charlie. And they give it away on a casual, too casual misplay in their own defensive end. But then to score so quickly, they've got to feel really good about that and maybe really get their confidence back to try and retain this lead again. Because they know the goal they gave up was something that was avoidable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and going back to that goal that Dowling conceded, it's one of those things where first five minutes of the second half, you don't want to be caught playing around with the ball in the back. That's something that uh, you know we mentioned at the very beginning of the game. It's still the same. Uh, first five minutes of either half, like instead of playing those cute little passes and potentially conceding, which they did, there's no shame in, in booting the ball 70 yards up the field and resetting. Uh, so that's something that I'm sure Coach Teeling will address after the game. But as you mentioned, Abarca with a heads-up play, catching the centennial keeper off his line, it's instilled confidence in the team and this crowd in the home stadium, and the boys are looking good and all black. Getting their swagger back after giving away the, the lead, after going 2-0 up, pegged back to 2-2, two to two, but now up 3-2 again. There's a nutmeg from Abarca, the most recent goal scorer in the middle of the field. Right to the defender's legs. Dowling sprays it out to the left to, to Schumacher. Now it's played diagonally across, looking for our right winger. Cut out by Centennial. But here's Dowling on the ball. It's Fabian Leone to Foth. Both just has to clear it from his center back position because of the pressure that was on him. Now it's Rashidi playing one, one-on-one on Fabian Leone, and all he can do is clear it up the field and try it and, and play a, a hopeful ball up to Ty Duax. Ultimately, too much coverage from Dowling's defense. Marez is able to collect the ball from the goalkeeper position and roll it out to John Foth. Now, Foth looks to initiate play from the back. Ooh, sloppy giveaway from Goodell in the center of the field. He was under heavy pressure. Maybe not the best plastic pace from Foth. Now it's a, sh- a chance from Ankeny, top of the box. Unbelievable save from Marez because he was one-on-one in a one-on-one situation there. I'm not quite sure which centennial player that was, but he had a really good look just, just off to the right side of the box and Marhead is able to deflect it just wide. Very close call for the Maroons. Here comes the corner kick, delivered into the center of the box. Centennial rises up. Great header straight into the arms of awaiting Diego Marez. If that's any other way, that's a goal. And Dowling, a couple close calls here again, Charlie. Yeah, Marez called upon twice there in in, uh, probably 15 seconds, and it's not going to be the last time that we call his name throughout this game. He's going to have to, you know, be attentive, continue to come up big uh, for the Maroons if they're looking to keep Centennial to only two goals. So, I, you know, at this point, I don't think you're, I don't think you're going to see the last of Centennial scoring. So I think Dowling is going to conti- need to continue to score. It's going to be a track meet. Who can score the most goals? We've had so many efforts on target, so many good chances especially just in the first 10 minutes of the second half as Rashidi looks to dribble up. A great sliding challenge from Foth to win the ball off Rashidi. Now Dowling trying to get out under heavy pressure from Centennial. Out for a throw-in for Dowling. As two subs look to check into the game here, it's sophomore Josiah Crowder coming in. And it's sophomore Neri Biani coming in as well. And They're just really subbing out the two wingers. So you've seen Schumacher come off. 
and the uh, the left winger. Those wing back positions for Dowling, Charlie, it's a lot of running. It is a lot of running. It's, there's a lot of it's expected uh, of you in the position. You know, here in high school soccer, it is uh, it's a position where you're probably going to sub one or two times each half because you are uh, asking those players to just cover a lot of ground. That's uh, essentially 100 yards up and down the field. And, um, you know, especially on the defensive side, they're getting tired because Heck and Liable and Rashidi are they're going to give any team nightmares. Yeah, not only do they have to try to get up into the attack, but they have to be back on defense as soon as Centennial has the ball and on defending some extremely talented players um, in Ankeny's front three. Here's Centennial with the burst down the right side. Great sliding challenge there from Smerich to knock the ball out for a throw-in for Centennial. Halfway into Dowling's half here. Throw-in finds feet. Flick back on to Centennial's attacking player. Looking to work their way around three Dowling defenders. Out for another Centennial throw. Deep into Dowling's half now. We'll see what comes of this. Looking for options is the Ankeny player. Here's Centennial. Nice check on top of the box. Played back out to feet. Centennial retains possession. Crosses it back into the middle of the field. And it's cleared out by Dowling. Only as far as just inside their half. And Centennial grabs it again. Now we've got... A player dribbling past two people, but Abarca solidly back playing a little bit of a center defensive mid-action now that Josh Roman Castro just checked off. So that's what we're seeing here, Charlie, is when they, with the sub there, Josiah Crowder came on for Roman Castro, but then slid out wide and we dropped Abarca in. Um, and so I think when Castro comes back on, you'll see Abarca advance again, but he does provide some solidity back there. He's gotten a little bit bigger over the, over the last season, stronger and faster. We've seen a lot of him in the last couple of years as an underclassman, and now he's a junior. He's our captain, and he's looking really good in this game. And he just scored the goal to put us back up 3-2. to two. Yeah, Abarca, it doesn't matter where you he's – a, he's a gamer. It doesn't matter where you put him on the field. He's going to uh, lift the team, uh, raise the level, and uh, someone that you want on the ball. If I'm, if I'm on his team, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for him. I'm playing him, and I'm, I'm trusting him to make the right decision. You want him on the ball, and he wants the ball. You love to have a player who's always showing to come get the ball. Not scared of pressure. Great play from the heck and libel or Duax. Couldn't tell. Steps over, pass down defender into the left side of the box. Amaris comes out and just gobbles that ball up with his hands, sending heck and libel flipping over uh, him as he grabs the ball. Bang, bang play there. And now it's a Dowling throw. A little bit of contention in the crowd there on that play as Dowling has a throw in inside of Centennial's half. So now we sit 13 minutes in to the second half. We've seen two goals and really no blood. Now at this point, it's still a one-goal lead for Dowling, 3-2. to two. A lot of action that we're seeing. Both these, both these teams are starting to really up the intensity and the pressure. It's going to be a heck of the next 25 minutes, Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've, we've touched on the attacking players for both teams quite a bit. We've, we've mentioned the goalkeepers. I uh, want to give a want to give a shout-out to uh, the center backs as well. I think that uh, for, for Dowling, both only a – I had to double-check because only a sophomore, he's been very, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. He is a – both is a sophomore. He got heavy minutes last year as a freshman. I think he played in almost every game, started as a center back. Um, and he's come back this year, I think, with another 20, 25 pounds of muscle on him. I was talking to him pregame, and I didn't recognize him at first. <laughs> and, yeah, he has uh, really been in control back there. Uh, winning the aerial duels, um, coming in to support defenders on the wings, sliding in, winning challenges, very physical. 
He's done a great job uh, back there for Dowling. And he's joined by Owen Smerich and Fabian Leone on either side of him. They both look pretty good, save for the uh, sloppy play that resulted in Centennial's second goal. Now here's Dowling in the final third of Centennial, out on the right wing. It's Josiah Crowder, dances around the defender, into the box, looks to play a ball in on the ground, cut out by Ankeny. Centennial, and now it's a foul on Dowling as they try to win the ball back. Dangerous play there from, from Dowling. Dangerous play from Dowling and a little bit of a different angle of attack, kind of c- coming from the wide areas. We've seen him go through the middle a lot, Charlie. Did you, uh, did you ask both for his weight room program? <laughs> I could uh, 25 pounds of muscle sounds Sounds nice. I'm gonna have to. Okay. He might he might be up here in the booth after, so we'll see. But whatever he's doing, we'll bring him uh, up here it's just working. for that. Just for that. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh speaking of, there's Dowling's defense again, um shielding the ball out for a Dowling goal kick. Once again, solid. Uh we've got uh, some action on the Dowling bench as we look to get some players checking in here potentially, uh coming up in a, a couple of minutes. Mares plays the ball short to Smerich, who just clears it out with his left foot, and that's fine. You talked about that earlier, Charlie. It's one thing we want to play out from the back, but at the stage of the game, you're up 2-1, don't take any chances. Sometimes just put your ball, your foot to the back of the ball and get it out. Yeah, as a, as a, as a former defender, um, clearing the ball up 70 yards, getting it away, taking time for your back line to reset, take a breath. You might get yelled at sometimes by an attacking player, but you know what? They're not going to be yelling at you as much as giving away a five-yard square ball uh, in the back line. So uh, you can take that and comfortably move forward. It's the small wins. Small wins. And no glory in defense. No glory, indeed. Every once in a while you might get a goal on a corner kick, but uh, really it's a a very solid performance. Given up two goals. But one has been off of just a def- uh, defensive lapse and another off of a set piece. So just in the open play, uh, Dowling's defenders have looked great. And certainly Diego Mares talked about both in the center backs, but Mares having a heck of a game as well. Um, multiple saves in one-on-one situations to keep Centennial off the score sheet. Yeah, absolutely. And on the, uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Bo, Bo Brazo, uh, right, right, playing right center back for Centennial, uh, wearing a captain's armband. Uh, his his father, Daryl, uh, former Menace alumni, played at Ohio State. He's actually Brian Duax's assistant coach down there on the sidelines. So uh, he's been great organizing the back line. He's been calm on the ball, and he's a, a solid presence there that they look to uh, to lead them and hopefully, you know, for, if you're Centennial, to keep Dowling from uh, increasing on this lead. And here's Heck and Libel, deep into Dowling's half. He's released through on a nice uh, diagonal run. All he can do is try to swing it across with his left foot. Nobody was there to to be on the other side of it. So, once again, some good defense from Dowling. Diego Mares has the ball in his hands now. He's just eating up clock, looking set to boot the ball forward, shanks the kick a little bit, and Centennial is able to, to win the ball here at the halfway line. A uh, little bit of a confusion there on the, the hop of the ball because Centennial misplays it. Now it's Dowling back with the possession. And it's Andrew Schumacher on the right. Looks to play a one-time ball in. It's dangerous. Ankeny's goalkeeper, Centennial's goalkeeper, able to come out and grab that. A little bit of a half chance there for Dowling. It's been a really torrid first 15 to 18 minutes. Uh, can't believe we've only got 22 minutes left in this game, but that's where we sit. 22 minutes left. Dowling up. Uh, Dowling winning 3-2 to two versus Ankeny Centennial. Centennial providing a ton of pressure, though. 
They're not going away quietly into the night. They're looking to even this game up, potentially even win. Dowling wants more goals, a lot to play for here. As Ankeny looks to slide through a player, it's cut out by Dowling. Yeah, and I'd like to comment just on the on the level of the game overall. You know, I I, I do get out quite a bit. I watch uh, a lot of high school soccer. Really, really enjoy the game um, and watch a ton of different levels. This is a uh, I can honestly say this is the the most the most quality um, you know from two sides that I've seen put on a high school field uh, so so far this year in the games that I've watched. And I'm sure even as you look across the high school soccer landscape on the boys' side. Um, this this features some very, very, very good players that have bright futures ahead of them. Absolutely, and it's great to get your input with uh, the knowledge there, and it's Centennial with a chance. It looked as if it was cleared off the line by the Maroons. That was very dangerous. Not quite sure exactly what happened. There was a bit of a uh, of a scrum, but Dowling able to avoid uh, serious danger with the ball played in. It was a cross coming from the right side kind of snuck through all the defenders and it was a last-ditch tackle to save the ball off of the line. Now, Raymond Molina, the dangerous midfielder, always has an eye for a ball, uh, checks back into the game, and it's Jonathan Mendez who comes out, and that's Dowling's goal scorer for their first two goals. And Mendez has had a great game, obviously, with the two goals. Needs a little bit of a breather. And here's Dowling looking to play it in long, just looking to release some pressure, really. And uh, able to retain the possession inside at Centennial's half. Maybe they can string a few passes together here. Nice play from Schumacher. Josiah Crowder, who's been lively down the right, he's already beaten a couple of players. But at that time, at Centennial, defender's able to win the ball back, but he's just able to kick it out for a, for a throw-in for Dowling here. So now we're 20 minutes left in the game, and it's 3-2, Dowling with the lead. You're just if you're just joining us, you're coming in at a good time. One quarter of the game left, and everything to play for here. Here at home game, Dowling's first home game of the season as well, and it's their first game playing with the number one state ranking uh, in a number of years, maybe maybe even in program history. I'm not too sure on that stat. You weren't ranked number one? <laughs> you know, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. We definitely weren't <laughs> ranked number one. <laughs> Um, Tanner might have something to say about that if he was in the booth, but I don't think he was in for either. Uh, of course, they did win a couple of state championships in there somewhere, so maybe at some point they were. Um, do we do we know the last uh, Dowling State Championship? Not to put you on the spot. 2011? Okay. So Someone listening, that, fact checker. Does that sound right? <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> Sounds like I, I, believe, can, I believe anything you say. You can tell my, my confidence level is really high on that answer. Yeah. 2011, I believe the last state championship did involve the current head coach, Jackson Teeling. So maybe we'll have to, ha- to ask him after the game to see if I'm right. Um, Centennial, on that topic, as the game slows down a little bit here, Charlie, uh, I know they've made some nice runs in the state. Have they won a state title? Oh, man. Now I'm on the spot. <laughs> I don't know is the answer. Well, we certainly know they've got a good team, and they've had really good teams ever since Brian Duax has been the head coach here. Uh, again, a former assistant coach at Dowling, so a lot of history in this matchup. Uh, Dowling's coach played under Duax and actually won a state title under Duax as an assistant coach. So uh, really intriguing on that end of it. They know each other's tendencies as coaches. Now they've been playing against her for three years. Here's the referee stopping play, having a chat with, with John Foth as we've got a centennial player struggling a little bit down in the field. It's Rashidi. Looks like he picked up a little bit of a knock. 
and he's not happy, but he's back up on his feet. Wasn't happy about that challenge. I think uh, no foul was called, and it looks like he's going to be just fine. Uh, we always like to thank our underwriters as the play slows down a little bit here. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. 3700 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines, 515-225-6742. Or you can find them online at uh, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Also, shout out to Mercy One. They've got more than 50 primary care clinics in the Des Moines area, and uh, there's a convenient Mercy One location near you. Mercy, Mercy One has you covered. MercyOne.org. And uh, also like to recognize the Catholic Tuition Organization offering a great tax benefit for their donors and tuition assistance to qualified families who want to send their kids to Catholic schools. 515-237-5000 or online at CTO Iowa. Org. Well, play resumes here, Charlie, just inside of 20 minutes. It's getting a little bit chippy out there. There's a foul from Centennial, and you can see Mendez, who has uh, checked back into the game, on the ground clapping with excitement there, trying to get his team riled up. I back checked you. You're, you're correct. Was it 2000? okay. 2011? Now the, the real question is, what was their, their, uh, their first title? 2008, I think. Here we go. Um, yeah, give me a second. On and that as one. you check that, we've got Dowling uh, in a free kick situation just inside of Centennial's half. Abarca looks to play it long into the corner. It is won by Dowling. So we've got the ball deep in Centennial's half, but out wide. Nice little combination play to keep on to possession. A little bit of a, a hopeful ball there, but we've won it back. And, oh, a streaking Mendez had some space. Downing looked to find him, but it was cut out well by Centennial. Here's a bark on the ball, dribbling towards the center of the goal. Takes a long shot, 25 yards out, hits it high and wide. But you don't you don't hate that. You're, you're fine seeing a bark on the ball, taking shots. And we saw him score from 35 out, Charlie. So yeah, absolutely. He's, he's got the green light. It's definitely in his locker. And uh, once again, you're correct. We got the we got the guru here, the right person on the call. Uh, two two state championships, 2008 was the first, and 2011 the second. So uh, so what that tells me is. It's been 12 years, if I'm doing math correctly, so it's about yep. time. Or at least uh, would love to see uh, maybe an appearance in the state tournament. Uh, in the last, in Coach Teeling's first two seasons, the Maroons, if the listeners remember, uh, were able to make it to the final of their sub-state group and ultimately um, were knocked out and weren't in the state tournament the last couple of years. And a lot of those players on both of those teams are still on Dowling's team. Freshmen, sophomores a couple years ago, now juniors, sophomores, seniors. So what you're seeing tonight, I think, is a lot – you're seeing a more mature team, a lot of the same players, um, but just more mature performance, more physical, uh, bigger, faster, and it's really resulting in an excellent performance against a really strong Centennial squad that a year ago, this would have been a different scoreline, but tonight Dowling is up 3-2. to two. And trying to hold on to that lead, here's a free kick from Centennial. A little bit of a, a set-piece play they look to run. Cut up by, by uh, Dowling. Great play from Mendez. He's one-on-one with the goalie. He's got a chance to score. He looks to slot it under through his legs, but it's saved by the goalkeeper. Mendez looks to go through the goalkeeper's legs there for the nutmeg. Goalkeeper's able to get down. Great save, Charlie. What a chance. Huge save there. Oh, and here's Rashidi back the other way in a one-on-one situation with John Foth. Dowling's able to get back behind the ball a little bit, but heck and libel, dangerous. Cuts in, 
Shot by Rashidi off of the cut. Low and hard, but saved by Mares. Excellent save. Up and down the field. Chance for Dowling. Chance for Centennial. Two shots, two saves. Score remains a three to two. Buckle up. It's going to be a while. Last 15 minutes, we saw wide open chances on both ends within 10 seconds. And here comes another. You're finally starting to see the game open up a little bit because that's two breakaways that we've seen. Mendez calmly plays it to Molina. Molina with the composure. Steps around two defenders. Saved by the goalkeeper, but pulled back in by Dowling for the goal. It's a goal, Dowling Catholic. Four to two, Maroons. 16 minutes left to go. Unbelievable action out here in West Des Moines tonight at Dowling Stadium. Woo, Charlie, I need a second to breathe. It's getting, uh, it's getting hot in this box, I'll tell you that. I don't know if it's the play on the field or us in this little confined area, but crazy, crazy 30 seconds there. We see three chances. We need more windows in here, maybe a pan. Yes. Or more, maybe less goals. But well, I, I, we, we want more. Boring soccer <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that. Okay, fair, fair. We'll take. We'll, 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 we'll take what. Uh, we'll deal what with the heat. Is. Yes, absolutely. But I think um, Coach Duex, you see him over there at half. He's upset because uh, Heck and Liable essentially cut back in the box, and they, they feel as if he was taken down. Um, so they were they, they, they were claiming for a penalty on one side. Absolutely. As the coaches and as some of the players are asking for a pen, you see Dowling. Once again, counter down the field, um, you know, connect two, three passes, slot someone in. Who scored that? Uh, it was, it was, it was uh, someone before the person who actually scored that, uh, you know, was very, very calm and collected in the box. So that, so that was Raymond Molina. Okay, yeah. And you saw him, you saw Mendez find him kind of streaking into the center in space. Goalie came up. He had two defenders come, and he stopped and let both of them basically run by with the composure, as you said. Which he thought Molina was going to slot that home after he beat those two defenders. Here's Rashidi now in the box, creating an opportunity for Centennial. Looks to cut it back for Heckin Leibel. Maybe it was Ty Duax he was looking for. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's Mendez again, one-on-one. Can, does he have the speed? In that instance, Centennial was able to get back and win the ball, but end-to-end stuff. Um, but that fourth goal, to your point, Charlie, set up by the composure of, the, of, our, of our midfielder, Raymond Molina, the smooth lefty who had the first assist on our first goal. Was able to be calm in the box, beat two defenders, get a shot. Great save from Centennial's goalkeeper. I'm not sure who poked it away for, for Dowling, but it was off of the rebound where we got the goal. So we'll have to find out who scored that goal. It's another oh. chance for Dowling. I mean, every time you look away, there's another opportunity. You saw Abarca with a pretty clear-cut chance, and he blasts the shot, and it was just rising just above the crossbar. It actually hit. The football field goal goalpost, so it looked like it hit off the crossbar, but it's out for a, a goal yeah, kick for Centennial. I think uh, um, Barker's going to want that back, 100%. A player of his quality uh, is, is, you know, expects himself to do do better there. And a uh, wide-open scenario from seven, eight yards away. I think he was honestly surprised at how easily he had gotten through and gotten that shot off. Um, but that could have, uh, with 15 left, that could have put the game away. Here's Mendez again, played through, goes for an early shot from deep. I think he's been running a lot, so I don't think he was <laughs> ready to run again there. But he, I like the idea on the early shot. He just didn't quite connect on it. We know Mendez has, can, can hit the ball, especially with his right foot. Um, so a lot of chances here. But, yeah, certainly I think uh, sometimes as, as, a, you know, as an attacking player, when you get that time and space in front of goal, as Centennial looks to threaten, and it's actually ultimately a foul by Centennial deep in Dowling's territory, so Dowling gets a reprieve there. 
but sometimes it's attacking player because I know you played some defense, but you certainly played a lot of forward in your day too, <laughs> and we know you can hit the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you just get that space and you're surprised by it, right? And you maybe react a little bit quickly, snatch at the ball, and before you know it, you hit the ball over the target. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Mendez there pulling up from 20. Uh, me as a player, I'm more comfortable hitting that shot versus uh, the yep. pressure of a, a Henry seven, eight yards away where you need to be a little more clinical and potentially uh, place the ball. Uh, that's not my forte. Um, so I'd probably, you know, he hit the field goal post. I would probably be putting it putting it through the uprights over the trees back there. Um, but, you know, as you've mentioned, right now it uh, it looks as if Centennial might have shifted to three in the back, and that's resulted in some of these chances for Dowling. Uh, Dowling in the first half, they weren't getting through with balls over the top, but now with Centennial throwing so many numbers forward, uh, there are opportunities for that 40, 50-yard long ball just over the top for Mendes to use his pace. But he is gassed. You just saw him come over to the sideline, uh, motioning for some maybe a sub, maybe some water. Uh, we'll see if they give him a breather. Just, really, you just need another runner there to, to tire out and keep the back line of Centennial honest. Uh, but here comes Centennial. Yeah, Centennial, it's, uh, looks like Ty Duax. Nice ball out to the right to Heckin Leibel, who looks to slide it in to Rashidi. Amarez again comes up with the ball. Amarez has been just all over the place for Dowling inside of our own box with multiple saves, multiple uh, interceptions on crosses. Really has his head on a swivel. He's had just a fantastic game. And uh, to your point, Dowling needs a runner. The game is wide open. So with Centennial pushing numbers forward, we've got a lot of space in behind. Yeah, and Mares came into this game with five saves. I think, uh, I think he might have made five saves in the first ten minutes of this game. First ten minutes and five saves in the first ten minutes of both, ha- both halves. You know, it's a 4-2 scoreline. You look at the games these teams have played this year, as Abarca looks to see if he can make cause some problems here for Centennial, but they shield it out for actually a corner kick for Dowling. thought it was going to be a goal kick for a second. But uh, the Maroons won 5-3 to versus Norwalk a couple of weeks ago. And then they they had their next three games canceled due to weather. And then they played last week on Thursday, Dallas Center Grimes, a very strong team, uh, in a 1-0 win, they beat DCG in overtime. Just really in the first couple minutes of overtime, they scored the, to, to, it's a sudden-death situation. But high-scoring game so far, and you look on Centennial side, they played Norwalk as well. They won 4-1 to versus Norwalk. Sorry, 4-0 versus Norwalk. They beat Urbandale 4-1. to So they've got eight goals there, two goals tonight. They've already got ten goals in three games. Both these teams can put the ball in the back of the net, and you're seeing that on display tonight. Obviously, uh, Centennial is going to look to uh, get to their average of four goals a game here, and uh, that could that could knock things up. I think uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, from either side, were to see another goal before this game ends in the yeah. last uh, 10 minutes and 30 seconds. I wouldn't be either, Charlie. And, you know, Centennial is going to have to get to four goals if they want to get anything out of this game. Dowling in a very good position, uh, a position that they are certainly relishing to be in with a 4-2 to two lead with just 10 minutes to go at home versus a strong Centennial side. But Centennial is continuing to pose threats. They're not going anywhere. There's Heck and Libel, or rather Duax, um, looking to play the ball in a round. A little bit of chippy play there. Ref blows his whistle. It's a foul on Dowling. Now Dowling wants to get players back behind the ball, and this is a right around half field here. So it looks like Ankeny Centennial is going to line up maybe just to dump this long in the box and see if they can get anything. Uh, any lucky bounces here. Here comes the delivery. It is a long ball. 
And we've got a challenge in Mar- easily into Marez's uh, hands, the goalkeepers for Dowling, avoiding the pressure there. Now he slows things down a little bit, looking to drain some clock. We're at nine, nine and a half minutes left to go. It's just a long ball from Marez, and Centennial is able to win the throw in. Now they're going to reset here with some possession and ping it around the back, see if they can find any space in between Dowling, Dowling's defense, who's just been really solid tonight despite a strong attacking effort from Centennial. Yeah, two goals, uh, only, only conceding two goals thus far uh, with nine minutes to play. Uh, you know, hats off to them. They've, they've come to play. They've stayed organized. They have, uh, you know, held Centennial to a goal on a set piece and uh, another goal that just came off a little bit of confusion. But a team that's averaging four goals a game to keep them to two is, is, is something to be proud of. Exactly, because on the surface you might say, oh, that, you know, Maroons have left two goals in. But now this is a team that scores a lot. So that's, that's quite an accomplishment against the Centennial side. Here's Centennial looking to attack again. Great long ball, switch and play, diagonal switch, uh, resulting in a corner kick for Centennial. They're pouring players forward. Goalkeeper is way up uh, 30, 40 yards off of his line. They've got one guy back, the rest of the team in the box. We've got eight players here looking to get on the end of this. Here's the delivery, clipped into the box, back post. Centennial. Flips it back in from the back post. Shot Lines up a shot on top of the box, deflected by Dowling. Ball still in play. Retained by Centennial. Down on the goal line. Cross in on the ground. Results in a one-time shot. Good look from Centennial, but it's over. Not on target. And I think I think Mars had a chance to save that either way, but that was a good look. Yeah. Uh, great uh, square ball back across the box by Rashidi. Finds a player that shouldn't be that open uh, this this right. late in the game with with as many numbers as they had back there for Dowling and uh, luckily he he had a, a strike similar to what Abarca had earlier and it uh, hits off the field goal post and out for a Dowling goal kick. You see Dowling here with three substitutions. Um, can't tell all the, the player numbers there, but you've got Molina coming off the field and uh, Josiah Crowder, so two sophomores coming off. Another player looking to get some fresh legs on. We've got seven minutes left in this ball game with a two-goal lead. Nice combination play from the Maroons. Now they're into Centennial's half, three-on-three situation. Centennial getting numbers back. Dowling, top of the box. Pressure from Centennial. Gets a shot on goal. Great save, save from Centennial's goalkeeper. What a save. Good shot, good save. Uh, goalkeeper down quickly to knock that ball off the line. That's the best save of the game, for sure. Absolutely great reaction time from the from the goalkeeper there because the shot was hit low, it was hit hard, and it was hit across the goalkeeper to the back post and just gets down quickly to get a hand on it. And what's even better about that save, Charlie, is he was able to deflect it out wide and not into the path of, of, of a downing player for the rebound. Just, just as he was taught. Absolutely. It's just training ground stuff there. And we've seen a lot of that today, a lot of quality, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, a few lapses in defense, but both these teams have been pushing the tempo. They've been playing attacking soccer, so they're bound to concede four to two with a cross off of wow. a cross that turned into a shot off the goalpost for Centennial. Mares didn't even know much about it, thinking it was going to go out of bounds. Wow, Dowling avoids one there to make things real shaky in the last six minutes. That easily could have been a goal from Centennial, probably should have been. And this game is still far from over, folks. As Centennial looks to put the pressure on, very dangerous there. Was 
Was he looking to shoot there? I couldn't tell, Charlie. Maybe that was a it was, it was kind of one of those uh, lofted uh, lofted far post crosses, and uh, no 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 runner there for Centennial. But it does it, it finds the what do we got? Circular posts down there, square finds the inside of the post and somehow doesn't end up in the Dowling net. Got the right deflection off the post there. And the uh, the prayer before the game, I think, helped us there. Now Dowling looking to clear the pressure as they cleared out just as far as Centennial's uh, halfway line for a throw-in. Referee stops play. And while he's uh, assessing the situation, we'll uh, shout out uh, Skeffington's formal wear, providing tuxedo suits and casual groom attire for weddings proms, and in any other special occasions. Skeffington's formal wear with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Got one in all the spots. Uh, check them out at skeffington's.com. Back to the game action. Dowling looking to counterattack. Centennial's got all their players pushed very, very high up the field. They have to get a goal. They've got to get something soon because they're down two goals. Here's Rashidi looking to get something into Dowling's box. He's shown the sideline, though, from Dowling's defenders, shutting that down well. That was a dangerous uh, dangerous opportunity. Well played from Dowling's solid defense. Out for a goal kick for the Maroons. Just under five minutes, Charlie. So what are we going to see here in the next five? I think more of the same. Uh, here's another. Oh, that's offsides from Dowling. It looks like we almost had another one-on-one situation. Here's Centennial. Really needing something now. Four and a half minutes left. Down two goals. Centennial's defense has it. Gives the ball away from pressure under Dowling. Mendez finds Abarca. Abarca turns. Beats one player with a nice cut. Back to Mendez. One-time pass out to Schumacher. All sorts of space on the right side. Into the box. Is he going to shoot? No, he crosses. Here's a shot. Oh, my goodness. Abarca with the one-on-one. Shot saved by Ankeny's goalkeeper. Back out. Another save. Back-to-back saves. Schumacher now looking to get past two defenders. And ultimately, Centennial wins the ball back. Ooh, that was almost game, set, match there, Charlie. And now it's a counter from Centennial. All sorts of space. Here's Heckenleiber. We'll see what he can do. He's out on the right side. Needs to beat a player one-on-one on his left foot. We know he can shoot. Will he get a shot off? Finds Rashidi. And Rashidi... With the shot, but the save from Mares. Huge save, huge save. End to end stuff. Once, once again, I've I've not seen a game like this in a while where one chance happens on one end, and ten seconds later it's another opportunity. Um, neither neither can find the back of the net there, but it's going to be uh, a, a wild last three minutes with Centennial throwing all numbers forward. Can't wait to see the stats after this game. Shots on target and saved because we've seen. So many, more than I've seen in a high school game in a while. Here's a cross and a goal on a wow. corner kick from Centennial just as you start to feel comfortable with a two-goal lead with three minutes left to go. Centennial gets a corner kick. Great delivery. Great header. We're looking to see who the goal scorer was. Rashidi with the it header. looks like it's Rashidi. Well, you knew he was bound to score at some point. Yep, he, uh, he had his chance saved there and made, made up for it with uh, that header leaping above the uh, – the Dowling defense and had, clinically heading it back across goal, finding the far post. We got three minutes and two seconds left. Dowling with a 4 3 lead, but <laughs> more to come. It's game on. It is game on. You started to see things. Dowling almost made you look a little bit too comfortable there for a minute. Now they know they've really got to hang on here for the last three minutes. Centennial back again inside of Dowling's half with a throw in. 
just inside Dowling's half. Centennial with the ball. Back pass to the defender. One back by Dowling. Had a huge chance to counterattack, but it was misplayed. Touched by Mendez, which you don't see often. Here's a long ball. Dumped in from Centennial. One by Dowling. Nice play from Schumacher, but it's cut out as he tries to play it out of the back. And the ball bounces around. Out for a throw-in for Dowling. A little bit of a respite here. Uh, as we approach the two-minute mark, man, we've got 120 seconds left about in this game. Just a little bit more, but there's we're going to see a few more chances still. Dowling looking a little bit shaky on defense as they try to hold on to this lead. Now they got everything to lose. Centennial's got nothing to lose as they come forward. Great little backheel pass from Rashidi. Oh, my. He passes it to Heck and Libel, who dribbles past both and ultimately is fouled in a very dangerous position, Charlie. Who's going to hit this ball? Yellow card as well. First booking of the game, as far as I can remember. Rashidi immediately grabs the ball, sets it down as as if he wants to be the one to take this free kick. This might be one of the the best chances for Centennial here to even this game before the end. Minute and 57 seconds left. But now it's uh, Ty Duax stepping over the ball here on his right foot. Some 25 yards out from goal. Dead center. Dead center. Referee slows things down a little bit. He's going to check Dowling's wall. It's a five-man wall. The goalkeeper is set up 10 yards in front of the ball. Referee backs him up. They're taking a little more space than allotted. The football lines are good for one thing uh, on, on when you're playing soccer. It, it helps the ref. He doesn't need that spray can that you see on TV, I guess. Now, here's uh, he, blows, he blows back into action. Centennial lines up for their free kick. Three players around the ball here. Huge opportunity for Centennial. Here comes the shot. Duax on target. Mares outstanding save, tipping it over the bar with his right hand. That was a great shot from Duax. Yeah, trouble's not done yet. we got another Centennial corner kick. They scored two goals on corners tonight, Charlie. Will it be three to even the game? Here's the delivery into the center of the box. Rise up is Rashidi off the top of his head. Centennial keeps it on the other side. Tries to cross it back in right away, but it's blocked. Out for another corner kick. Minute 15 seconds left. Anthony corner kick from the other side. Player checks in short. Now he's actually going to take the corner kick, so they reset. Everybody in. Goalkeeper for Centennial inside Dowling's half as well. Here's the delivery to the back post. Rising high. And it is cleared out by Dowling. Dowling ultimately gets the head on it, but it's out of play for another corner kick. These are really dangerous. Good deliveries from Centennial. Yep. Uh, hitting uh, 45 seconds here and still time for two, three, four more corners. Here's the delivery. Great ball in. Goes through everybody in the box. Rashidi comes out with it on the other side, drops it back to his player. They're checking into space, and Dowling's able to knock it out for a throw-in. Will, will Centennial go for the long throw-in here? They will. Here comes Rashidi with a long throw into the box. Gets it all the way into the middle. Plenty of players for Centennial. Comes out for a shot. Dowling closes it down. Here's Mendez one one with the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper uses his head to keep the ball. Dumps it back into Dowling's half. Here's a flick on and a shot for Centennial. Will it go in? It's over. With seven seconds left. That was a really good chance. I thought it might go in. Mara's able to put enough pressure on to get that ball over the crossbar. That is the ball game, folks. Unbelievable stuff. Four to three for Dowling. Wow. No uh, my breath here. No, sh- no shortage, of ex- shortage of excitement there, Ben. 
4-3 win, huge, huge win for Dowling. Um, you know, we said it, we said it at the beginning, they looked good in all black. They uh, defended the, the home field. They defended the home field. They had to use every ounce of their defensive capabilities to do just that. Hanging on for a 4-3 to three win, 2-1 to one in the first half. Uh, four to three at the end of the game. A lot to unpack there. We'll we'll spend a few minutes here after this break. You're listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio and the Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation welcome Walker Hayes, presented by Fairway. In the Community Choice Convention Center Ballroom in Des Moines. Yeah, we fancy like Saturday, July 15th. Tickets are available at HighBTix.com. Celebrate country with BSB Design, Valiant Wealth, and Ball Team. Got to Bourbon Street State with the Oreo shake. Walker Hayes, Saturday, July 15th, in the Community Choice Convention Center Ballroom. Presented by Fairway. Fancy Light. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeppington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeppington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeppingtons.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to the post-game show, Dallas Catholic Soccer Boys, and uh, their first home game of the season, early season action versus the Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. And it was a win for Dowling tonight, 4-3. to High-scoring game, high-powered offenses on both sides. Back and forth, shots uh, on target, many saves from the goalkeepers. Uh, and Dowling was able to hang on. At, at multiple points, they were up uh, by two goals for Ankeny to come back into it. Uh, but Dowling was able to hang on for the 4-3 win. Going into halftime, it was 2-1, Charlie. We talked about what Dowling needed to do. What have we seen in that second half there? Oof, a lot of action. I think, uh, I think they weathered the storm. Um, you know, we saw, we saw a lot of chances for both teams there in the second half. Uh, Centennial threw numbers forward continuously. They were chasing the game. They wanted to get back into it. You know, when they did score, uh, Henry Abarca, uh, you know, 15 seconds later, uh, chipped the Centennial keeper. So, you know, the responses were there. Uh, they, they stayed organized. You know, you don't like to give up two goals on set pieces in a game where you defend very well uh, throughout the match uh, during the round play. So that's something that they're going to look to improve on, but obviously a huge win over a very good program. It's really, you could, you could even call it a marquee win, at least for this season, right? Because you come into the game from a downing perspective with the number one ranking on your, on your back at basically a target, which we all know, that's, you know, two, game, two games have been played, right? So who, it's really hard to, you know, say that's completely legitimate. But Centennial certainly wanted to show uh, Dowling who they were. And Centennial's a program Dowling hasn't been able to beat in Coach Teeling's time as coach in a couple of matchups. They're coming in with a ton of returning talent. And Dowling's able to come up to the challenge um, throughout the game, going up 2-0, getting pegged back, Two to two, only to go back up again. Four to two. Centennial scores late. 
threatens to tie it again, but Dowling's able to hold on. What would you think? What would you say was the key moment in that second half for Dowling to come through in this game? I honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to uh, the very, very quick response uh, goal. Um, you know, when it was when it was tied up two to two, they can easily put their Dowling can easily put their heads down. Instead, 15, 20 seconds later, they go back up again. 3-2. That's a, a huge confidence booster, huge morale booster. Uh, ended up being a goal that uh, was a difference uh, in the end of the match and helping them get get the win over Centennial. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there, Charlie, because we talked about going into the second half, Dowling holding a 2-1 lead. We just said defend the lead, defend the lead. Centennial was able to really get that second goal to tie it up pretty early in that second half. So at that point, you're a little bit nervous, right? Now Centennial's feeling good, confident. It's a game on its level and uh ultimately uh a moment of individual brilliance from henry abarca to score quickly gave the uh, initiative back to the maroons now we do have uh looks like we're going to be joined here in the booth by coach teeling and a couple of the players to hear some of their thoughts on the game momentarily as the the crowd filters out of the stadium for a big win for dowling uh, so we've got, we are joined by goalkeeper, senior goalkeeper and captain, Diego Mares. Diego, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And it was an incredible game. We had a lot of fun watching you uh, <laughs> out there. Uh, we were trying to tally up how many saves you had. So I'll be curious to see, maybe you know in the back of your head. Um, but starting off just in the beginning of the game, Centennial comes through uh, with a one-on-one chance is Rashidi versus you. Walk me through that intro to the game for you as a goalkeeper. Uh, so that first save, I knew that because he'd be owing a little bit, and I knew John was going to come in and cover, which is what he tried to do. But, I mean, I played with Rashidi and all that. I know he wouldn't want to, like, come in taking on 1v1. He just tried to go for, like, the power shot. So I didn't want to have to try to stay as set as I could. And then just, like, got the save in the end right there. Yeah, and that's something that we saw you do on multiple occasions tonight was kind of come off of your line. Yeah, yeah. You shut the angle down. Now, is that something that you're generally trying to do and work on is, is get off your line quickly, or is it dependent upon the situation? Uh, no, that's just how I, I usually play. I like to play a little bit, like, 20 yards to, like, from my defense. So in case of, like, a, a team, like, club-wise or here, they try to play direct. I'm, not, I'm, off, I'm off my line. I can cut off the angle and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Centennial, you guys go up 2-0. Centennial scores. Yeah. Really on a shot from outside the box off the corner. Did you see that one come through at all? Uh, no, I just saw it clear out, and then we didn't like step. We all said step up, but like the people in like on top of the box just like didn't really like cover the mark or whatever. And I couldn't see it at the last minute until I hit the post. So yeah, I'm our, lucky. Yeah, our view that was the same. Yeah. Um, what can you say about the defense ahead of you tonight? Playing ahead of you. They- hey, we, we've been we've been. This was the game that we were all hyped about. You know, everybody was like. Love-wise, everyone's like, oh, Dowling, we don't got to worry about them, Dowling, this and that. Hey, but we and we didn't let them we, – we did our talk right here tonight. We know our defense, John Foth, Owen Smarge, and Fabian Leon. Those guys, hey, they stepped up to the plate, and, and we, got the, we got the game. You're coming in to this game as the number one ranked team in the state. Yes, sir. Games under your belt. Yes, sir. Um, and you get the win. Yes, sir. Against a strong centennial team. Yes, sir. What does this win mean for you guys? Hey, it, means, it, means, it means everything to us, those guys over there. You know, I'm like the only senior on the team, and like so, those guys like they look like they look up to me like the leader. I'm like try to be vocal, but we we knew that coming into this game that we got this win. It would mean so much, like not even just the rankings, but just to us in general, like how we play with heart and all that stuff. And we still have two games over the weekend, 
after that, we just relaxed a little bit. Yeah, we saw that hard on display tonight. And I know, you know, you've been in the program now, as you said, you're a senior. Yeah. And last couple of years behind Diego Leon. Diego Leon, yep. And, uh, and, you know, you've been waiting in the wings. And, you know, what, what did that experience kind of teach you now coming in as being an outright starter and captain heading into this season? Uh, so, like, yeah, I wasn't, like, the starting keeper the last past two years. But, like, my sophomore year, that was just for me to learn a little bit from Diego and more, you know. I just had to, like, learn because I, I wasn't ready. And then my uh, season, my junior year, that's when, like, I yes, Teeling or Gare and them, I'd be right there on the sidelines right there just, like, yelling and being as vocal as I can. I found my part of the team. And then, hey, I play with all these guys in the club, and those guys are just my guys right there. Absolutely. Well, yeah, last year it could have been either one of you guys out there. Uh, this year, you're the number one. It's yeah. a phenomenal game tonight. It was a pleasure to watch you out there. Thank you, thank you. Just some incredible saves. Thank so, you. Uh, you go celebrate with the team, Diego. Thank you. Uh, we'll look forward to the next game. Thank you very much. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And now we've got, uh, looks like we've got Jonathan Mendez coming in for some comments. Uh, right. forward, John. Welcome, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Great game. Two goals early on. Uh, what were you guys expecting from Centennial coming into this game? We knew that their defense wasn't all that good, but we knew that their offense was going to be nasty. So we knew we had to score goals and hope our defense could stop them. Too. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that in the booth. Charlie and I were just saying, look, at the end of the day, this game's just going to come down to who scores more goals. Yeah. So you guys were able to do that. Beautiful first goal, combination play. Uh, walk us through that goal a little bit. Yeah, I saw Ray. I knew he was going to play it back to me. I didn't think he was going to curve it, though, so I had to, like, fight past the defender and just get it past the keeper in my head. Yeah, and then uh, fantastic turn uh, on your second goal for the left-footed finish to find the back post. Uh, and then we saw, you know, as the game was later on, things opened up. You guys had some space in behind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're able to have a few more chances. Uh, we were trying to figure out who scored that last goal for you guys couldn't quite tell. Was that you? Yeah, it was me. Okay, so you did get the hat trick. <laughs> yeah, I got my hat trick. got the hat trick here. <laughs> I thought that was it. Well, that's a fantastic effort, Jonathan. Yeah. And uh, I know you guys have battled with the Centennial team quite a bit. Uh, what does that mean for you guys to come out here and get the win? You no, know, that was our, like, first big game against any, like, a really good team. It was great. You know, the boys fought hard. It's all good to win. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really fun for us to watch, as you mentioned. They have great attacking talent. We've got great attacking talent. We've got Jonathan Mendez on a hat trick tonight. Six goals on the season now. Five, yeah, six, goals, six goals on the season. All right, we'll, we look for you to keep that tally running. Uh, your next game coming up against Ames. What are you guys looking for in that game? Win. 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 <laughs> well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's celebrate tonight. Jonathan, great game. Thank you. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks see for coming you. up. Thank you. Yep. All right, we've got Coach Teeling now joining us for some final comments on the game. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, I'm indeed. Ready, I'm ready to talk now. Yeah. What do you got, Chuck? The pieces. What about them? You obviously you know, conceded twice. Conceded twice with the pieces. Yeah. When you're playing against a team that's extremely, extremely dangerous in the attack, it's got to be a little bit, a little bit frustrating. You get the win, and that's yeah. huge. It's, it's massive. It's, it's really big for the program. But I'm sure that, uh, you know, in the, in the near future, you might be working on cutting corner kicks. Yeah, I mean, we gave up two corner kick goals versus Norwalk, too. Oh. Uh, yeah, and in the span of two minutes or three minutes. So, we did work on it last week. I mean, obviously, it needs to be cleaned up. Centennial is a dangerous team. Um, 
I mean, that game was all over the place, right? I mean, there's a little, you guys have been in those games where it's a bit of chaos at the end of the game. They're pushing numbers forward. Um, but certainly it's disappointing to give up the two goals in the set pieces. The first one, you know, we kind of had it covered guy with a back to his goal, let him turn and, and trickle one in. And then the, the third one there, good, good header, I think with that Rashidi, um, whoever finished it. So pass off to them for making a, you know, driving it and getting it to a one goal game with three minutes left. Yeah, they were uh, putting the pressure on. So what was the, you know, going into the half with a 2-1 lead, starting up 2-0, them kind of coming, finding their feet, getting back into the game. What was the message to the team at halftime? So the message was, I mean, like, we finished our chances, right? And, and both those were sort of on counters or us pressing them high and then making mistakes and kind of putting them away. So we were happy with that. But really the first half wasn't that fantastic for us. I, th- I thought we um, – when we pressed as a team, when we pressed, we didn't press as a team. And it was easy for them to pass through us and break lines. Heck and Libel and Rashidi were extremely dangerous. They had chances as well. So they were on the front foot. They were on the ball. There's something we talked before the game. I was like, guys, this team is going to mirror us, really, as far as the formation they're going to play. And there's, there's dangerous players on their team, just as there is on ours. Trevor's going to win that midfield battle, dictate the pace of play, who's going to come out on top. I thought Centennial did a better job of that in the first half. So our question, what, our question to the guys was, how can we come out, get on the ball, relax a little bit more? But also when we press, when we want to press, which we want to, we need to press together as a team. We can't just let them get the ball turned, play one pass back, pass our defense or midfielder defensive line, and then come the other way. We need to be organized, find runners, and uh, defend as a team. Now, were you looking at saying, were you saying, look, let's just defend and hang on to this 2-1 lead, or were you telling the team to continue to play your game and continue to attack? No, absolutely not. We, I mean, we told our guys, hey, I bet Centennial's down there in the corner feeling as confident as ever. 2-0 down, they make it 2-1, they have other chances. They're probably sitting here thinking, we can go out and win this game early. Um, we told our guys we needed to find a third one, go 3-1. Obviously, that doesn't happen. And we need to take control of the game. We need to get on the ball. We need to dictate the, the pace and the flow and move the ball high up the field. Um, unfortunately, not unfortunately, I think the game turned into a little bit of a track meet. Um, acts with about 20, 20. Yeah, 20, yeah. Very entertaining. Duax completely green-lighted his team um, just to play direct. I mean, he kind of—I think he sensed a little blood in the water. Um, he wanted to pressure us really high and win the ball. That's how they scored their their uh, second goal to make it two-two. We go up three-two. Um, so we knew it was just going to be a direct game, which we were a little bit okay with because we we trust our guys in the back, and then we we know we have Mendez up front to be super dangerous on the counter. And boy, did we have some chances. <laughs> talk about talk about. Mendez and, and Henry and kind of just the, uh, you know, Ben and I were talking about con, uh, contrasting attacking styles, right? So on one side you have Heck and Label and Rashidi who are absolutely rapid and love mm-hmm. to go 1v1 versus like the way that you guys combine together. Um, talk, talk to me about and tell, tell the listeners about just like the soccer IQ or the running off the ball or the combination play. And is that something that you need to coach up? Is it something that they already know? Uh, what does that look like? I mean, luckily for me in the staff, it comes pretty natural to those guys. I mean, they're, they're absolute, you know, soccer junkies, right? They play club soccer year round. They live and breathe soccer. They watch it. They play pickup. So, I mean, I'm lucky to have those guys on my roster. Also Henry, Jonathan, Raymond, Fabien, Josh, those guys have been playing with each other since they were five, six, seven years old. There's some, some really funny pictures. Want to get, you know, get on the Twitter and the social media just to show those guys growing up together. So they really have a good understanding of each other on and off the ball. Henry and Raymond are cousins. Um, they grew up with Jonathan. Um, they're kind of the El Salvadorian trio. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
Henry, you know, he likes to get on the ball. He likes to facilitate as is Raymond, whereas Mendez is a little bit more like Rashidi and um, Andrew on the other side where he will take those people one-on-one. He'll, you know, do a step over, go to his left or right. And he looks to get behind and be rapid. And he, I mean, he was on full display tonight with the hat trick. Yeah. You know, one thing that I'm curious about is the, the, second goal from Centennial, early in the second half. Yeah. I know you want your team to keep possession and play, play up to the back. That goal resulted in some sloppy play. Does that change your approach at all with the defense? No, I think, I mean, I could. I didn't really see, I saw Fabian get the ball and he, he kind of shook a defender and he, he looked like he tried to lay it off to both for a little bit of a one-time clearance, but he sort of overplayed him and then the Centennial guy just kind of ran onto it and he was on the baseline and, was, you know, we were in trouble. You know, Fabian was upset with that. We scored pretty quickly after I kind of pulled him aside and told him just to refocus. You know, he's a three-year starter for us. He knew we made a mistake. It's not going to change the way we approach the game or how he defends or how we want to play. Um, but again, that, that game in the second half, it was, it was a little, like I said, it was a track meet. So like the directness was on when we got the ball, we were immediately under pressure. So it's okay to dump that and break that midfield and, and forward line and then let our uh, creative guys go at them. If it's going to be two V two of the back or three V two or one V one, I'm going to take those matchups all day. And we talked about that, and from then on, we kind of saw you guys clear the danger yeah. when it was there. Well, uh, ex- excellent win tonight, Coach. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, against uh, a, a, an opponent that's been tough, to say the least. And right. They're going to continue. Maybe, maybe we'll see them later this season. Um, but go celebrate with the team, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing how the boys do this weekend uh, at the Valley Stadium. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Coach. All right. Well, as we wrap up our comments here, um, Heck of a game, Charlie. Great to be here in the booth with you. Now comes down to uh, your man of the match tonight. Who was your man of the match performance uh, in the game? I think it has to. Uh, I think it has to go to the hat trick hero, right? So um, I'll, I'll steal yours, and you'll have to come up with something different. But uh, yeah, Mendes was a uh, he, he was he was phenomenal. Uh, whether it was you know as Coach Tealy mentioned, running it behind uh, late in the game, or you know early in the early in the first half, combining with his teammates to find dangerous positions to score goals. Uh, we, we saw him finish um, three goals and three different goals, and he took them very well. Uh, you know, for a sophomore to get three goals in, a, in this, this big of a game uh, this early in the season, it's, it's going to boost his confidence, boost his teammates' confidence in him and his ability to carry them offensively. So that's, uh, that's, that's my man of the match. Hard to argue with that. And, uh, you know, what I would go with is the other guy that we had in the booth tonight, that was Diego Mares. It turned into a track meet. It was going to be who scored the most goals, but a lot of that came down to who had the most saves. Mares just had some absolutely crucial saves. Some you just had to see to believe. And uh, we'll give him a man of the match, but maybe co-man of the match tonight. Uh, but a great team performance from the Maroons. Uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, come come out uh, if you can to some of these games. I'll give you the rundown of the next few games. We've got a, a little tournament at Valley Stadium this Saturday. Dowling plays Ames at 8.30 a.m., so get up, get your coffee, come out to the stadium, watch the team. If you want to come out later, they're playing Prairie uh, at 4 p.m. at Valley Stadium. Um, and then for next week, we've got action on Tuesday at Johnston, uh, and that'll be a big matchup as well. And then uh, two days later on Thursday evening at Ankeny. Um, so those are the next four games, and uh, you know, we hope to see as many, as many uh, supporters out there. But thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, Charlie, thanks for joining me in the booth tonight. And uh, great win for Dowling, four to three. Dowling defeats Ankeny Centennial Jaguars. We'll leave it at that, folks. Thanks again for listening. You're listening to Iowa uh, Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Our coverage of Dallin Catholic High School sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, Skeffington's From Aware, and Klein Electric. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dallin Catholic sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.